the VFLW match of the day indeedy. Good morning everybody and welcome to WARF Radio's coverage of the 2022 Rebel VFL Women's Season Sir Doug Nichols round. Round 13 action coming your way this morning from Trevor Barker Beach Oval. The Southern Saints on a three game winning streak taking on the top of the table Bombers who are coming off that thrilling draw last week against Hawthorne and we are all coming off the back of a momentous week for female Australian footballers. We'll get to all of that uh, in a little bit. Brent Stern here with you steering the ship today for some reason I've been given the keys what could go wrong let's go around and introduce the band today and we might start with the man whose voice you normally hear right from the beginning but you're going to hear his voice second today it's Peter Holden good morning Peter in game number 300 and what 304 can you hear me Harry loud and clear unfortunately we can hear you Peter no we can't hear no, no, I, I, can you hear now. Yes, no, we can hear you. Yes. No worries, I just lost a little bit of static there. I think there was oh. a 747 flying over or something. <laughs> well, that'll do it, that'll do it. Oh. Now, what, ga- what game did you say, 300 and what? 304. Oh, well, and I've got a grey hair to represent each and every one of them. Yeah, no, we can we can see that, we can see that. Good to have Peter down on the boundary today. He's going to be doing all his good work, of course. He's going to be fanboying when he speaks to uh, some of the Eston folk today. We'll uh, talk from each of the camps, get the views. They're heading, heading towards a big clash, two finals. Finalists uh, only a couple of weeks out. Penultimate round, of course, round 13. Paul Sebastiani will be here. I tell you what, he does not know the meaning of the word alarm clock. He thinks that he's if he's always late, it'll be worth the wait. Well, that is not the case. And I can talk bogus about him because he's not here. I won't be saying this when he gets here. But we must mention we've got a special uh, guest uh, in the box today joining us after she made her special comments debut last week on the Williamstown YouTube stream of the girls' thrilling clash with North Melbourne. Unfortunately, her girls went down in that one. But now she's come to join the big guns at WAR Ref Radio. I speak, of course, of Williamstown captain, unfortunately injured Williamstown captain, but that means that she can come up here today and talk some football with us. It's Erin Mead. Good morning, Erin. Good morning, guys. Thank you so much for having me uh, today. You're right, I did make my debut last week on the special comments and I must have done an okay job to get the call up from Peter. And and I was waiting for you guys to call me. I thought, surely Wharf Radio (laughs) are getting on to me soon, but very lucky to be here today. So thanks for having me. How did you go, Erin? I know that uh, often footballers say that, oh, I hate watching and particularly when you're out to, when you're out injured and you're the captain of course and it's a great game a close game how, how were you in the final stages of that game were you just about jumping out of the box oh I had my moments I certainly <laughs> had my moments where I was getting a little bit jittery but I do have um, I feel like I've got a very cool calm composed attitude around footy that if I'm, I'm in the box and I can't do much and I can't impact the game so I may as well sit back put the feet up and enjoy the show what was the feeling amongst the group after that game? Obviously, wins have been a bit hard to come by this season, particularly as the season has worn on, but you uh, gave yourself a chance in the closing stages. I imagine, obviously, the girls would have been uh, disappointed, but have they picked themselves up and they're right to go tomorrow? Yeah, you're right. A, a little bit deflated would have, been the, would have been the vibe in the camp, just coming short by two points, but huge positives to take out of it. Um, we know that if we get the score on the board early that we can run it with any team. So um, we're feeling really positive going into tomorrow. Um, the game against Geelong and and hopefully we can really put it against him. So that was one of uh, a couple of thrilling games that we had last week in round 12. We're not going to bury the lead. We'll go back and uh, have a bit of a, uh, well, 
We'll chew the fat on the game of the season. Incredible game. We were there for WARF Radio. A draw between the top two teams on the ladder, Hawthorne and Essendon. Of course, Hawthorne, their first draw of the season. Bombers, their second. It was a game where the Dons, well, they had us by the scruff of the neck, really. Danielle Marshall kicked a goal at the three-and-a-half-minute mark of the final quarter to give the Dons a 20-point lead. And then Hawthorne flicked the switch. They kicked three goals in a row. Scores level. Essendon push it forward out of the middle and they ended up getting a free kick after the Hawks kicked it out of bounds on the full and young Drew Ryan who is not in the side today uh, for the Bombers, not in the selected side anyway, had a kick after the siren and unfortunately didn't quite get the journey and so in the end it was Hawthorne 4-7-31, Essendon 4-7-31 and so the best two teams this season on top of the ladder the potential grand final preview and they split the points, an extraordinary game we'll go back to Saturday, Collingwood and the Bulldogs played at Olympic Park and the Bulldogs gave Collingwood all they could handle, the Pies actually trailed this one at half time and at three quarter time Collingwood uh, ended up running out winners by 10 points over the Doggies who are really improving as the season wears on and they have a real chance today to throw a spanner in the works as well in terms of the finals race of course the Bulldogs themselves looking for their first win of the season but in this one it was Collingwood 5-6-36 the Bulldogs 4-2-26 Darabin and Geelong I was there with Paul Sebastiani who just quietly is still not here at Trevor Barker Beach Oval was told to be here at 8.55 and he's still not here hurry up Paul please he, he thinks he's driving down Ligon Street doing <laughs> 15k just waving to everybody with the uh, speakers blasting out well, I tell you, we, we know that he's a Carlton man Carlton had a big win last night. He would have been there, no doubt. So yeah, I'm surprised. If he shows up, I will be surprised. I thought he would have gone to like on the street and find him sleeping under one of the benches down there. So Darabin was the other game. Paul and I were there. They played the Cats. They got beaten convincingly uh, by Geelong. Geelong ended up, uh, what was it? I'm going to try and put my glasses on so I can read the score there. 9-6-60 with the Cats. Darabin, 1-2-8. Young Paige Scott uh, of the uh, Geelong Falcons kicked five goals in that game to get the Cats over the line in tricky conditions at Preston City Oval. Then the game we sco- uh, we, uh, we spoke about earlier, Aaron Mead's Seagulls unfortunately went down to the Kangas by two points. It was North Melbourne 7-7-49 and Williamstown 7-5-47 so the Kangas by two points in that one. Casey, they uh, backed up after a couple of disappointing losses. They beat Port Melbourne uh, Casey 9-12-66 over the Borough one four ten. Port Melbourne really struggling. They play Collingwood a little later today back at home uh, at North Port Oval. Then the draw between Hawthorne and Essendon, which we spoke about, uh, that was on the Sunday. The other game on the Sunday was... Uh, between the team uh, that we'll feature today and the Blues, the Southern Saints and the Blues, and it was the Southern Saints 8-6-54. They defeated the Blue Baggers 3-5-23. And so the winners last week were Collingwood, Geelong, North Melbourne, KC, no winner between Hawthorne and Essendon, and the Southern Saints, who of course do battle with uh, Essendon today. What have you made of the VFLW season, Aaron? It's been a pretty... Uh, I- I've been calling this league for a couple of years. I think the quality's been pretty good. Um, I-, I think there's... A- at the end of the season, we're probably between three true contenders now. What have you made of it? Yeah, I agree. It's, it has been a little bit up and down, and I think we can really see when that teams fill uh, their AFLW girls back in, we do get that imbalance in the competition a little bit. It's actually been really refreshing to see a few of the clubs pull out some of their AFLW girls in preparation for uh, their season coming up in August. And it actually just really evens out the competition. I think the quality has improved with the state league level players. And um, like you said, three genuine contenders, I would say, in the Cats, the Bombers, 
and also Hawthorne. Hawthorne, you're yeah. right, going forward. But I'd say even in that middle band, I think there's a few teams fighting for spots in the in the final six. So we've got a really good end of the competition on our hands at the moment. One of the real interesting variables this season that you've mentioned is the fact that uh, most of the teams haven't been playing uh, their sort of big um, AFLW guns. We know that Geelong, who we're uh, going to see tomorrow, and you're going to see them firsthand yep. tomorrow, they, uh, they've been playing... Um, nearly forgot her name, Laura Gardner, uh, who has been terrific, but even she has been pulled out of the team um, in preparation for the AFLW season, which we now know is starting uh, in late August. So that that's going to be an interesting thing as well as those teams go deeper into the finals. And remember, Essendon and uh, Hawthorne are now VFLW teams as well, so they've got players that they, they may be keen to rest. Uh, you know, obviously it's hard to win premierships, even at this level, but they want to give themselves the best crack at doing well in, in season one. And I can tell you, the Bombers, as much as they may want to win the flag, they don't want to see someone like Georgia Nan Scorn or Danielle Marshall or someone like that go down in the final. Yeah, spot on. You think coaches would certainly be thinking about that at the moment, especially Hawthorne and Essendon. It's really going to test the depth in their lists at the moment as they pull out some of those AFLW girls. And, of course, they will really want to stamp their foot on the competition of the AFLW when they enter in late August. So I would certainly be thinking, oh, do we rest some players or, or do we fight for the premiership here? It's, it's, a, it's a tough uh, conversation to have in the clubs. So just quickly to the games to come uh, today in round 13. Of the six games, we've got five uh, this morning slash this afternoon and just the one to come uh, tomorrow. So today, our, our main game here, the Southern Saints hosting the Bombers, who of course played in round five and played out our first of three draws this season. An absolutely uh, incredible game, a game that the uh, the Bombers actually trailed by 14 points at three-quarter time. That one was out at the hangar, uh, and it was the Bombers who come storming home. And interestingly, in that game as well, the Bombers had a kick after the siren, Eloise Ashley Cooper, uh, who was another one that is actually out of the side today. It was her that had the kick after the siren on that particular morning. She didn't make the journey as well. So in both draws, they've actually had a chance, the Bombers, to win the game after the siren, but uh, but not to be. The other games to come today, we've got Box Hill City Oval, Hawthorne uh, and Darabin. And then we've got at Icon Park a little later today at 11am, uh, Carlton playing host to Casey. Casey looking to continue to win and trying to take some momentum into the final. We've got North Melbourne and the Western Bulldogs as well at Arden Street. That's a little later this afternoon, 2.30pm. Port Melbourne and uh, Collingwood to go at it at ETU Stadium. And then the game that will be there for WARF Radio, Williamstown and Geelong. That's the only game on Sunday afternoon. Let's step out and take a breather. And when we come back, hopefully Paul Sebastiani is here. You're listening to WARF Radio 89.1 FM. Back in a moment. Hi, I'm Rachel. And I'm Jacob. We're two of the 50 million scouts around the world. We hike, camp, sail, canoe and climb. It's awesome. Outdoors is our playground and where we learn. From the age of five, we learn to care for ourselves and for others. And together, we develop new skills while we have fun. Scouts is less screen time and more reality. It's about making friends for life. Scouts prepares you for life's adventures. Check out your local scout group at joinscouts.com.au. One of them is where I shake my head to get my hair out of my eyes. There's another one where I sort of do like a little squeaking in my throat. Tourette's syndrome is a neurological disorder that affects thousands of Australians. It is characterised by involuntary movements and vocal noises called tics. We can't help it, and we're just like you in every other way. So visit Tourette's.org.au. If you've come home to find your property has been damaged, call 131 444. 
you've had something stolen from your car, call 131444. If you've lost something or found something valuable, call 131444. If you want to register a party or let us know you're going away on holiday, call 131444. When you need the police but not the sirens, call 131444. For more information and for online reporting, visit police.vic.gov.au. Authorised by the Victorian Government, Melbourne. Stroke can happen to anybody at any age. The best way to help someone is to learn the signs of stroke and know how to act fast. F is for face. Has their face drooped? A is for arms. Can they lift both arms? S is for speech. Is their speech slurred? Do they understand you? T is for time. Call triple zero. Time is critical. If you see any of these symptoms, act fast. Learn the signs of stroke and you could save a life. Go to strokefoundation.org.au forward slash fast to find out more. word it is on WARF radio and uh, we'll be uh, live on VFLW.TV a little bit later on this morning uh, as well. Welcome back everybody. VFLW round 13 action from Trevor Barker Beach Oval today. The Southern Saints and Essendon set to go at it. Two teams on a crash course uh, for the finals. Two teams playing each other for the second time this season and hopefully this time we get a winner because we didn't get a winner. A game that had everything except a winner back in round 5 earlier this season at the Hangar. Brent Sternberg Peter Holden, Williamstown captain Aaron Meet here with you, and finally, <laughs> down Ligon Street he comes. He's Absolutely. somehow managed to uh, get through all of the po- people that are out to, trying are. to get their last-minute votes in. Yes, it's Paul Sebastiani, and it's a bloody miracle he's here. I'm here. I'm here by order of royal decree, apparently. So uh, no, it's good to be here. A lovely sunny morning at uh, Trevor Barker Beach. I'm looking looking forward to, to doing it. To doing it all. It's a big win for my boys last night as well. So I'm up and about, Brent. I'm I up and about. That's the main reason why. Yeah, I exactly. Think yeah, yeah. That's why I got up this morning. That's why I got up this morning. Did you, did you also mention the Pope in there? Was that divine intervention that Carlton won last night? <laughs> Ooh, the Pope, you mean the best player in the world, Charlie Curno? Why doesn't he pass the pill? No. <laughs> doesn't, <laughs> doesn't, need to. doesn't need to. Oh dear. <laughs> hey, uh, a bit better conditions than uh, Preston uh, City Oval last Yes, yes, April. yes, yes. No, no, happy happy to be. What a game this is going to be. Just quietly. First versus fourth. My goodness me. Have we ever? Have you ever seen a team have two draws in a year? I don't think I have, uh, personally. I've never. I've been alive for 28 years. I've never seen it. GWS in the men's actually played in back-to-back draws. Did they really? In, in 2017, and I'm sure it was, really? the, it, it was the first time a team played in back-to-back draws since I think South Melbourne in like the okay. 1920s there you wow. go. or something. And I'll throw you another fact about Essendon's draws. Both of them, they had a shot after the yes. siren to win uh-huh. the game and both the kicks fell short. And we remember, in the, remember, Peter, in the closing stages last Sunday, Jesse Davies for the Bombers actually took that mark and had the opportunity to pop it over the top to Mia Ray Clifford. I can't remember who the Hawthorne player was, but did really well come to actually stand the mark. And that put Jessie Davies in a really awkward position because she then had to get back off the mark quickly, which wasted time, and then that obviously meant that she had to kick the ball further. So it was actually really good defending, and I have no doubt that uh, Sherry O'Neill would have uh, brought that up. Um, in the wash after the game. An, an incredible game. I actually had to go home and take 10 Panadol. My head, my <laughs> head was bursting after that particular game. We were going to have a, uh, a special guest that was going to help us break down all the uh, AFLW news this week, but they've all, uh, they're having car troubles. and well, They, they, they heard I was on, so they ran away. I, I think that's it. <laughs> Let's talk about it, shall we? Yes. I mean, an incredible, yes. uh, an incredible week for our, our female footballers. Uh, the news coming down that... Uh, the CBA, uh, 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 interesting, a uh, one-year yep. CBA. We don't see that often in world sports, do we? But uh, I think 
the decision has come down and not before time and we actually have a little bit of uh, a concrete uh, you know schedule and uh, yeah. we know when we're actually going to be out there playing do you think it was rushed Oh, I, I, I don't. Think so. I think so. Was it rushed? <laughs> it's been coming for a while. It has well, been coming for a true. while, but I think the way that they organised it, it just seemed like because they, well, I, I reckon the AFL and AFL they'll be all the, the people. I reckon they bug it up the season, like they've just finished, and now they're expecting the women to to get started back up again in August. And it's all right, girls and ladies. It's all right. Just drop everything. You know, yeah. don't worry about your full-time jobs now. It's okay. Like, you've just got to drop everything. Annual leave and everything's fine. It's all right. It's all good. We'll just play in August. Yeah, spot on. I think maybe they buggered it up a little bit by announcing to the to the media first yeah. that they were going to have the earliest start without actually having that CBA at all organised. So, I think you're right. They had to rush the CBA a little bit, which is why I assume it's only the one-year contract. But, um, look, I think it's a win for the women at the moment, Absolutely. despite the early start and despite the rush, um, this new CBA agreement is a massive win for women. There was an excellent point brought Spot up on. by uh, legend of uh, the VWFL, Lisa Caddo. She mentioned the players got paid, but what about the staff members and the coaches? We've heard no word yet if they're getting extra money because a lot of the staff members that help at AFLW level, if they're not backing on from the men's, they're hired as extras but only really as part-timers. So have they also got the time to be able to contribute to season number two? Yeah, good well, that, point. Well, that is a good point because they, you'd almost argue that they put in, you know, if you take away the few hours, siren to siren, they just about put in almost as many hours as the players. You know, they're there, they're there for the same time. But, you know, if the players are there, the... Uh, you know the volunteers are there as well. Just quickly, uh, just some things to come out of the uh, the news this week. So CBA deal results in a substantial pay rise, an average of 94% across all four payment tiers. So the payers, uh, the players, I should say, were previously paid for 368.5 hours per week. Uh, that's uh, understood to be increasing to 570. Uh, a proposal to see the tier four wage for the AFLW players increase uh, to the same as the uh, men's rookies. So that's just over $68 per hour. Uh, the current minimum wage is set to go from, it was just over 20000 uh, to a tick over 39000 Now, the other uh, important thing here tonight, I know we're talking about it being rushed, but what this does is it, it brings uh, the next collective bargaining agreement for the men's and the women's in line. Okay, so that right. actually yep. gives us okay. all a chance to actually, yep. because this... They go hand in hand. They have yeah, to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, correct. Know. So correct. I, from that point of view, Paul, I think it's yeah. uh, pr from from a business de decision, it's probably the only thing they could have done. Yeah, exactly. And I think the, the goal, and from what we've read, is that I think the goal is to make it full-time, well, they're making full-time professional athletes by 2026. Is that right? Yeah, so I think that's... Yeah. that's Initially, I think uh, McLaughlin and Livingston and the, and the folks said, I think by 2030, but the players want 20. Yeah, I mean, the, play, the players want now. Yeah, yeah <laughs> well, know, exactly. And, and of, fair course, of course, of course. As well. But well, I think, you know, you get to a point where, I mean, the only way you're going to get to that, you, you've just got to negotiate and put your foot to the floor and say, well, we, we want it. Like, it's just, there's no, there's, no one's going to hand anything to you, Brent. Yeah. No one is going to hand it to you. They've got to go out and, and argue for it. And, and they've done the job. And, you know, they've, they've got this pay rise that I think they well and truly deserve. And now, look, whether or not that filters down into staff and volunteers and the part-time, um, you know, the part-time employees of, of football clubs, you know, the, the, the trainers and, and, the, um, and, and the coaches as well. So, look, we know that the game from an AFLW and VFLW perspective, for that matter, is expanding and growing. And we know it's going to take time. 
We know it's going to take time for it to, to reach the heights that, that everyone at AFL House wants to, and all, and all followers and all players and all coaches and, every, and all stakeholders involved wanted to get to. So however long that takes, it'll take. Uh, but the AFL are doing, you know, I think Gill has left his... He's left a good legacy. He's left left at a good time, hasn't he? He's uh, he's ended his he's ended his tenure on a good note. So, look at all all the power to him, and and good luck to all the girls and women with with their pay rise. It's fantastic to see. So some of the other benefits as well: the doubling of prize money to uh, six hundred twenty three thousand, licensing revenue as well distributed to players. Uh, a couple of interesting things: the increase of relocation allowance. I wonder if okay. that we might see a little bit more of players moving interstate with that with that coming yeah, yeah, in. Yeah, definitely. yeah. Mm-hmm. Increased meal allowance and also the parenting and pregnancy policy what? supporting players Qu- up to three years. Peter. Qu- question without notice to Erin. Now that obviously the money has gone up substantially and they said they're going to throw in more extra money if there's uh, if, if interstate relocation, let, let's say hypothetically, Erin, uh, Fremantle come knocking on your door. Or the Gold Coast Suns say, uh, yep. like, we'd like to take you. Is it roughly at that money level now for you where you'd say, I would consider the move? Yeah, absolutely. You're spot on, Peter. I think the money as well and that and that relocation would, would be a huge incentive for girls to look outside of Melbourne. Um, and especially given it's only a 10-game season. So you're not committing for a hell of a lot of time. It's probably only six months that you need to relocate and then you can decide whether you want to stay over there. Um, the other interesting thing is with the draft in previous years, um, you've only been able to nominate in your chosen state. And so that really limits girls of where they're able to be drafted to. So it'll be really interesting to see if the AFLW decide to go, radio. we're finally doing this Australia-wide, much like the men's draft is, and see if, if clubs can pull from, from wherever they want and see how that goes. So the AFL draft, NAB AFLW draft set for the 29th of June. Uh, the season uh, set to commence on the weekend of the 25th to the 27th of August 2022. And of course, the AFLW expansion uh, signing period starts on Tuesday. So we're into it, Paul. It's, uh, we're into it. We, uh, they, they've wasted, uh, wasted no time, have they? You can't rest on your laurels, can you? And I think to, with the game, and Erin, and you mentioned as well that you would consider moving interstate. You know, with because because the obviously the the, do, well, the dollar amount's an important thing, mm. isn't it? You know, because you've got to go and live there, and you know, cost of living around Australia is not exactly uh, you know it's not exactly a piece of cake as well. So, and I think the expansion of the competition as well, going into different areas too, it's all it's all part of it, friend. It's all part of it. So, look onwards and upwards, and hopefully this this is a big season coming up. We've got some answers, and we can't wait. We're going to have Peter Holden down on the boundary line with uh, somebody from the Essendon camp when we come back. This is uh, VFLW round thirty. Southern Saints and the Bombers will be back just after this. If you're after the most comprehensive coverage on women's football across Australia, then look no further than Rookie Me Central. Formerly Draft Central, Rookie Me Central has news and reviews, podcasts, videos and much, much more on all the state leagues across the country, including the VFL Women's and NAB League Girls. Find out why everyone turns to Rookie Me Central for their women's football content. Follow Rookie Me Central on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and YouTube at Rookie Me Central. What do you listen to while you wait for the next VFLW game on Wharf Radio? Do you long for the days when radio stations played music that you knew without a barrage of ads and announcers that always want to be the main attraction? Welcome to Turn Back Time Radio, formerly GoRadio.Live. We're here 24 hours a day, every day of the year, playing the very best music from the past 70 years. Songs you know, songs you want to sing along with. 
You can listen at www.turnbacktime.radio or better still by downloading the free Turnback Time Radio app for your Apple or Android device. Turnback Time Radio, great music, great times. It's radio as it should be. It's Anna Mears winning gold. Hey, I'm Anna Mears. Winning gold at the Olympics was an incredible feeling. And having my biggest rival, who I'd just beaten, ride up next to me and lift my hand in victory topped off an amazing moment. We'd had our fair share of clashes over the years, but in the end, we both respected each other, and that's what really counts in sport. Be gracious in victory and in defeat. To keep your sport inclusive, safe and fair, go to playbytherules.net.au. The commentary of the game you're currently listening to is from the volunteers at Women's Australian Rules Football Radio. Founded in 2014, WARF Radio is not just here to provide a professional call the women's game deserves, but also provide important experience for those wanting a career in sports media. If you're a past or present women's footballer or coach or a media student and you'd like to give football commentary a try, visit warfradio.com and click on volunteer. That's warfradio.com and click on volunteer. Yes, it is on WARF Radio 89.1 FM. The Southern Saints and Essendon first bounce coming up at a quarter past ten. Brent Sternberg, Paul Sebastiani, Williamstown captain Aaron Mead here with you as we go down to the boundary where Peter Holden is doing some fanboying down there. Who have you got, Peter? Absolutely. I have got someone who is very young, just making her date. No, no, she's been around for a while. Helen Lambert, medalist. You might have seen her at the Commonwealth Games and also at the Winter Olympics. A very good morning to Cecilia McIntosh. Good morning. How are you going? Great to have you, Cecilia. But obviously, we'd rather prefer you out there running around and warming up with the Bombers for this Round 13 clash. Out with a hamstring at the moment. What is the current diagnosis? It's a torn hamstring, and actually oh. it's going to be the end of my career. Oh, uh, oh wow. Um, but we are reha- rehabbing it, and uh, I should be right to go come finals. So you will be playing finals football, which is, I think everyone is saying a sense of relief. I mean, for you personally, I know it's looking ahead a bit, but what would it mean to you to be a swan song to win the premiership to go out on? Pretty much if we could go all the way and win, win this year, this would be like I'd be happy walking away from football if we were to, to go all the way and win it. Let's throw upstairs for some questions with Brent, Paul and uh, Aaron. Cecilia, Paul Sebastiani here. Thanks for joining us. You've just, you just dropped the bombshell on, on Wolf Radio. The, the career's come to an end. Did that, I mean, what's, obviously the hamstring, was that the sort of the final straw for you to call curtains on it? Yeah, um, a few weeks ago, after the Bulldogs game, I didn't, I didn't pull up too well. Yep. I, didn't, I didn't injure it as such in the game. I mm-hmm. just was really sore the week after and thought we'd better get some scans. And it showed that I had a tear, and it's the same hamstring I tore off the bone. So um, just, you know, talking to the doc and everything, and they said, look, you know, you don't have many more games left in it, so, you know, but you, you'll be able to play on it still. Um, let's just get it right and play finals. Seabomb, it's Erin Mead up here from Williamstown. Um, also injured at the moment, and you're an absolute leader at this club and at Essendon. I was just wondering, what's your role now going into the end of the season um, as obviously a non-playing player, I suppose, in the rehab group? How can you still get around the girls and, and kind of be a leader but off-field? I guess just helping the girls, like telling them like where they can do better or or you know, how they can play better and that and just talking to them off, you know, on the sidelines, just like a coach, really. Um, if I can help them in that way, then that, that does well for, for the team. 
Cecilia Fred Sternberg up here. I just want to get your thoughts on uh, the rise of the Bombers. Obviously, you've been here uh, a couple of years now. You're a part of the team that uh, went into the finals last year and were disappointingly uh, beaten in the preliminary final and then absolutely flying uh, this year. What, what have you made of the of the growth of, of the, the playing group over the last couple of years, but the program as a whole? It's been quite amazing. When I came to the club, they, they'd only won one game. So um, in, in my first year, we, we, we won six games and, and just missed out on finals. And then to go last year and make, make finals and then you know, almost go all the way and make that grand final. So um, it's a testament to the program, the staff that we have looking after us, coaches uh, and the team. It's just such a, a, a great, great team to be around. And um, I've loved my time there. And it's just... It's, it's an amazing, amazing club to be at. Cecilia, you've been in, obviously, footy for the footy circles for, for many years. Um, from an AFLW perspective, do you plan on, on doing something, whether it might be coaching coming into this, uh, this new AFLW season? Yeah, for sure. I'd, I'd like to stay in, in, in at the club, actually. Um, so I'll just be in talks with the club to see if there's any, any roles that yep. will, you know, suit me and, and, and that I can help um, with this team because, look, you know, retirement is always hard, and so I still want to stay a part of it. You've done really well, the Bombers, as a club, um, really since you've come into the VFLW, blooding youngsters. You've got another young lady today, Oct- I love her name, Octavia Di Donato, another one from the, the Bendigo Pioneers. Can you tell us a little bit about Octavia? To be honest, I actually can't because <laughs> we have so many players that are coming in and out, and sometimes they're only there for a couple of weeks and then they're out again. So. I've been doing my rehab the last few weeks and actually haven't been out on the track. So I'm sorry, but I've got nothing <laughs> for you. <laughs> Peter? One last question from me, Cecilia, before we go. Um, there's been a lot of talk that the reason why some AFLW players are coming to Essendon is they've been talking about the facility and the staff in the background as well out there at the hangar. Obviously, you've had a lot of experience at the elite performance level, as we mentioned, with the Commonwealth Games in Javelin and bobsled in the Winter Olympics. For your money, how does the facilities and also, more importantly, the staff at Essendon compare against those that you had at the international stage? Oh, it's so much better. So when I was a track and field athlete, I competed out at Ringwood and now our facilities weren't great, but you just did what you had to to, to, you know, to, to make the Olympics or the Commonwealth Games. The facilities at Essendon are amazing and the people that are around it are so good. So, like, it just makes it all that much easier to train, compete. You don't have to stress about anything else. You just get, you just have to train. And, and that's, you know, that's what you want as an athlete. If you can just concentrate on training, then the rest takes care of itself. Well, Cecilia, thank you very much for joining us on the pre-game show. We wish you all the very best in the rehab group and let's see you back out there for finals. No Thanks, guys. Lovely, great stuff, Peter. Well, that's shocking Dude, news. That's a, Didn't uh, expect that. That is a, an absolute bombshell. We thought she was going to go on forever, Brent. Right, it's just uh, she's aging like fine wine. But uh, look, I mean, eventually the body's going to catch up to you. And that hamstring is just, uh, you can't, once you redo it, yeah. um, I don't know if you've ever done hamstring your own, but local footy, I did one once. Oh, and it's dear. Just, no, not, not, not the greatest ever. It's not the greatest feeling, put it that way. No, and I think because she's already done it, she obviously is yeah. fully aware of the rehab process. Yeah. And, um, and like you said, the body catches up to you. I'm really interested to see where Cecilia goes next yes. so she gave a few yes. little hints about yes. about coaching and it sounds yes. like she does want to stay Good. down there at the hangar so watch this space I wonder if Natalie Wood um, the new AFLW coach down there at the Bombers has a role for Cecilia to step right into in this next season and she's been a great player as well this year for the Bombers this will be her third week that she's missed 
She hasn't played for a few weeks. She's still for, uh, third in the goal kicking with uh, with 17 goals. So hopefully, I mean, she said she's looking to get back into the finals, and if she does, that's another uh, another great uh, trump card and, for the Bombers and, to have up in the uh, the forward line. And, and guys, he um, just told me as she was walking away. Then obviously she's going to be chatting about a possible coaching role in, in, in particularly strength yep. and conditioning as her forte. But she did mention if she hadn't have done that hamstring injury. She was actually looking at nominating for the draft. Ah, oh, wow. There we go. <laughs> there you go. Look at it. I mean, look at her numbers from this year. 17 goals, averaging 10 touches a game as well. So, I mean, the form hasn't dropped off at all, has it, Brent? And she really has been reinvented because I remember last year, she, I think she played just about every game for the Dons and uh, playing off half-back. Correct. Playing that Correct. role brilliantly yeah. and yeah. then reinventing herself as a 40-year-old or yeah. whatever she is. But... Uh, yeah, that's that's a real kick in the guts. I didn't expect to hear no, that news. No, no, I knew break. she was out injured, but uh, yeah, not breaking, great. breaking all the news on Wolf Radio, Brent. Yeah, well, as we do. <laughs> we don't normally do this. No, this no, is, no. This, this is the Aaron Mead. This is world first. Yeah, I just sort of, well, I just, like, oh yeah, that's the end of my career. I'm like, uh. <laughs> stunned silence up here, here on the uh, on well, the scaffolding. Let's uh, let's step out, and when we come back, we'll uh, hope that Peter's got uh, somebody from the uh, the Southern Saints camp. This is uh, WARF Radio closing in on the first bounce here at Trevor Barker Beach Oval, which will come quarter past ten. Southern Saints and Essendon. We'll be back in a moment. The commentary of the game you're currently listening to is from the volunteers at Women's Australian Rules Football Radio. Founded in 2014, WARF Radio is not just here to provide a professional call the women's game deserves, but also provide important experience for those wanting a career in sports media. If you're a past or present women's footballer or coach or a media student and you'd like to give football commentary a try, visit warfradio.com and click on volunteer. That's warfradio.com and click on volunteer. What do you listen to while you wait for the next VFLW game on Wharf Radio? Do you long for the days when radio stations played music that you knew without a barrage of ads and announcers that always want to be the main attraction? Welcome to Turn Back Time Radio, formerly goradio.live. We're here 24 hours a day, every day of the year, playing the very best music from the past 70 years. Songs you know, songs you want to sing along with. You can listen at www.turnbacktime.radio or better still by downloading the free Turnback Time Radio app for your Apple or Android device. Turnback Time Radio. Great music, great times. It's radio as it should be. If you're after the most comprehensive coverage on women's football across Australia, then look no further than Rookie Me Central. Formerly Draft Central, Rookie Me Central has news and reviews, podcasts, videos, and much, much more on all the state leagues across the country, including the VFL Women's and NAB League Girls. Find out why everyone turns to Rookie Me Central for their women's football content. Follow Rookie Me Central on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at Rookie Me Central. Life can be really tough when you or a close family member has cancer. But if you're 12 to 25, canteen's in your corner. Canteen provides whatever practical and emotional support you need, from connecting you with other young people who get what you're going through, to helping you develop new skills to cope, and just bringing back some fun into your world. So if cancer's messing with your life, check out canteen.org.au. And remember, Canteen's in your corner. Oh, 
on WARF Radio and very shortly on VFLW.TV, the Southern Saints and Essendon. First bounce not too far away. Brent Sternberg, Paul Sebastiani and Aaron Mead here with you. Peter Holden as well down on the boundary with the coach of the mighty Southern Saints. Indeed we do, and multiple premiership footballer as well uh, over at Melbourne University, Dale Robinson. Dale, how do you feel coming into this game up against a side that they can't find a way to beat you? <laughs> Um, we're really excited actually. We're starting to really come into the footy that we expect of our girls. Last week was a good, um, a good hit out that was pretty much four quarters of footy which we haven't seen for a while and uh, I think we're coming into some really good form and um, that gives us a great chance to go out and, and have a go at the, uh, the top leaders. Dale, uh, Paul Sebastiani here up uh, up on the scaffolding. Thanks for thanks for joining us. Uh, your girls have been up and about. Big win uh, last week against the uh, Blues. A spread of goal kickers as well. Um, is is that obviously something that that you're trying to instill inside the into that forward line as well to, to share the load and, and share the love around? Because ultimately, I think that's that's what's really won your games throughout the year. Yeah, it's very much about um, everyone having a role to play and it's it's not reliant on one particular person. We've always asked for continued work rate and, and we've challenged our forward line to, to continue to work harder because I don't think we were working as hard as we can and last week was a testament to some of the challenges that we'd put to some of our players and uh, really gave us uh, that extra 1% that we'd asked of all of them. Dale, it's Brent Sternberg up here. You touched on this uh, in with in answer to Peter's question, but I want to ask you uh, again, how important is it for your group? You're tracking towards the finals and you've got probably the best team in the league here today coming to your home ground just a fortnight out from the finals and then a good test to come next week as well against North Melbourne. How important is it to get those really good contests in heading into finals football? I think every week you just want to play your best football and um, I think if we can continue to, to build off what we saw last week, we'll get stronger over the next couple of weeks and, and hopefully lead into finals in some really good form just with the girls hitting what we'd like to see at the right time of year. Dale, it's Erin Mead up here. Just a question with regards to the AFLW season arriving very soon. As the VFLW coach, where do you stand on pulling some of those AFL-listed girls out, which, which might impede on your finals campaign, or whether they stay in there and you chase the flag? Well, Erin, I actually did that a couple of weeks ago, so I had opportunities to be playing some of my AFL girls um, in the last few weeks before we'd sort of looked at resting them. So we, we'd had a plan all the way through, and I worked very closely with uh, my AFLW team and uh, ensure that essentially we're looking at what's best for the entire program, not just one team or the other. And it gave me a chance to, I always talk about that I build a VFL team that is always uh, able to stand on its own, that's complemented by its AFL list, not, uh, not reliant on it. Yeah, perfect. Dale, um, one thing too that I'm sort of interested in sort of on a week-to-week basis as well, just opposition analysis, what, what you guys do down there. Is it, is it video work? Is it, is it you know, going down to opposition games the week before and looking at what they do? What, what do you guys do for, from a coaching perspective in that regard? Oh, it's a bit of, bit of a combination of. I'm lucky yep. enough to have um, some good data analysis uh, in my resources this year and um, Chelsea Bazant's been, been great in terms of starting to look at a lot of the uh, the details so we can then sit down together and Warren Voss came on board this year as my oppo coach uh, for game day and he's been brilliant so I've uh, been lucky enough to have some good resources around us that will do some detailed analysis but um, we, we do a portion of that to know that what we need to look forward to and then we concentrate on making sure that we're concentrating on our football. Dale, just quickly, I want to ask you a question about the uh, the lineup today, and you can tell us as little as you like. But I've I've seen that you've got a couple of ladies that were uh, listed on the injury list last night as a test. Alina Gentile and Ebony Nixon are they going to play today? 
Yeah, both just uh, pulled up a little bit stiff and sore during the week uh, after a big game last week and uh, both got through training no problem last night. So I'm very lucky to be supported by a fantastic medical crew that just keep getting the girls up yep. when there's uh, little, little niggles. Peter? And one last question from me, uh, Dale. Uh, Megan Fogas, um, coming back six months away, not because of a football injury, I believe she fell off a horse. Yeah, uh, Megs is a, a track rider and um, she was on a fairly young horse just before Christmas that uh, bucked her off and when she rang me uh, she was in hospital about to go into surgery to let me know and she said it's okay I landed on both feet, it's just that one didn't quite uh, take the landing too well so she's worked incredibly hard, um, she's super resilient and um, the, the, the amount of time and effort she's put into her rehab to get her back to this point is a testament to the person that she is and I'm excited just to get her back out on the park today. Well, Dale, thanks very much for joining us and all the best against the Bombers today. Thanks, Peter. Have a great call, guys. Thank you. Great stuff. Thank you, Dale. And thank you, Peter, down on the boundary as well. Dale Robinson, who's got the uh, the Saints really marching, all puns intended, towards the, uh, the finals this season. <laughs> oh, Three rip. wins in a row. Oh, no. Oh, no. This, this would really set them up if they can roll the Bombers today at home. And they're playing at Trevor Barker Beach Oval, where the Saints have a, a fantastic record. But, uh, boy... It'd set the cat amongst the pigeons if they can get a win today, the Saners. It absolutely would, and uh, I reckon you've got to remove yourself after that pun, Brent. That yeah. Was what, was yeah, well, I had to get it in. I had to get it in. What about we just take a break? Yes, what I about think we that's just a do great, that? good idea. When good we come idea. back, we'll have a chat about some of the Hawthorne VFLW <laughs> signings, and we'll start to knuckle down on this contest to come as well today. The Southern Saints, I'm going to call them St Kilda at some point yes, today. Yes, when yes. I do, you just whack me over the I back will, of the you, head. Oh, well, you can do the same, mate. No worries. The Southern Saints and Essendon, the first bounce coming up at a quarter past 10 we'll be back in a little moment if you're after the most comprehensive coverage on women's football across australia then look no further than rookie me central formerly draft central rookie me central has news and reviews podcasts videos and much much more on all the state leagues across the country including the vfl women's and nab league girls find out why everyone turns to rookie me central for their women's football content Follow Rookie Me Central on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and YouTube at Rookie Me Central. What do you listen to while you wait for the next VFLW game on Wharf Radio? Do you long for the days when radio stations played music that you knew without a barrage of ads and announcers that always want to be the main attraction? Welcome to Turn Back Time Radio, formerly GoRadio.live. We're here 24 hours a day, every day of the year, playing the very best music from the past 70 years. Songs you know, songs you want to sing along with. You can listen at www.turnbacktime.radio or better still, by downloading the free Turnback Time Radio app for your Apple or Android device. Turnback Time Radio, great music, great times. It's radio as it should be. It's Anamir's winning gold. Hey, I'm Anna Mears. Winning gold at the Olympics was an incredible feeling. And having my biggest rival, who I'd just beaten, ride up next to me and lift my hand in victory topped off an amazing moment. We'd had our fair share of clashes over the years, but in the end, we both respected each other, and that's what really counts in sport. Be gracious in victory and in defeat. To keep your sport inclusive, safe and fair, go to playbytherules.net.au.
The commentary of the game you're currently listening to is from the volunteers at Women's Australian Rules Football Radio. Founded in 2014, WARF Radio is not just here to provide a professional call the women's game deserves, but also provide important experience for those wanting a career in sports media. If you're a past or present women's footballer or coach or a media student and you'd like to give football commentary a try, visit warfradio.com and click on volunteer. That's warfradio.com and click on volunteer. WARF Radio and on VFLW.TV as well. The Southern Saints and Essendon first bounce coming up very shortly. I know I keep saying that, but I promise you it is. Brent Sternberg, Paul Sebastiani, Peter Holden, Williamstown captain Aaron Mead here with you. We're going to knuckle down and get to the, the changes and have a chat about this game coming in a moment as we see the uh, Saints girls right in the middle of Trevor Barker Beach over warming up in the lovely sunshine out here in Sandy this morning. But first, we're going to have a chat about uh, all of the signings for uh, a side that we saw last week playing the Bombers, played them in that uh, thrilling draw, Hawthorne. Been busy on the signing front, uh, Paul and uh, and Aaron yep. and, and uh, Peter. How about some of these signings? Tilly Lucas-Rod from St Kilda, Jess Duffin from the Kangas, Janet Baird from the Gold Coast, Sarah Perkins as well, if you don't mind, formerly of the Hawks, of course, of the Suns, Akesh McCourt shoot from the Tigers, and Louise Stevenson from GWS. All up 169 AFLW games between them. So that's some good experience yeah. to start with off the bat. It is indeed. Now, are they done with the squiggles to paper? I don't think. I think they've still got a lot, a lot of players that they're interested uh, in. From what I've been told... Um closed doors at yes. Essendon, this will involve yes, the other yes, clubs, yes, yes. is that a number of teams did want to actually announce on Friday some signings, but AFL right. House told them, do not say anything until Monday. Okay. Well, I just saw go. all of this on Twitter. There we go. So that must be true. <laughs> yeah, it must be true. Oh, if it's on Twitter, it must be true. <laughs> of uh, course. The one player that keeps getting mentioned around the uh, Hawthorne uh, traps is uh, Bree Moody. From, uh, from Carlton, which is uh, that that'd go down really One well. Of the better rucks. She is having. She had a fantastic blinder, season, so blinder. she's a great ruck if um, they can if they can nab her up. And, and they're all walking out from the Blues at the moment, so it wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> oh dear! Well, you've already lost uh, one of your best players to the other expansion team in the red and the black. That's which not, one? We've pretty much lost helpful. all our best players, I think, at the moment. No, Madeline. Oh well, yeah, she's gone. We we lost Bree Davy as well. That's all right, mate. There's, there's some good ladies coming in the oh, next, no, in the are, next, next draft. Yeah, exactly. And you might have the pick of them exactly. after Louis exactly. Prasparkas and then potentially your Ruckman. Some great signings. Let's get some thoughts from Peter Holden. What do you think about Hawthorne's list construction? Well, I'll tell you one thing. The, the, the big surprise for me out of that was Louise Stevenson. Yeah. Uh, even though she was formerly a Victorian, born and bred, she went up to New South Wales, and she's actually a firefighter. Right. She went through all the training. She's a New South Wales firefighter, so I thought, oh, she's happy with her career up there, so little chance of her coming back home. But no, she's she's picking up stumps and coming back. They're going to have an interesting back line. You've got Stevenson probably going to be playing as a tall off the back line. A kick McCure Chout is going to try and present some run off the half back and also can push up to the wing. Then you're going to have Jess Duffin. So the back line looks okay. Forward line, what you're going to have Perkins up there as your power forward. But I'm starting to get a little bit worried about, okay, what have they really got in the in the midfield injury room? Tilly lucas Rod can play a tagging type role, but who's going to be the player that's going to rack up 20 to 30 touches for you consistently each week. The, the big whisper around the traps has been Jamie Lambert, and that's the one to watch. Ooh. Will Jamie Lambert Ooh. go from Collingwood to the Hawks through Eastern Devils' contacts? 
You're right, Peter. She um, played all of her footy at Eastern Devils before the AFLW seasons all began. So I wonder if that will win her back over to the east side, if, if that Eastern Devils connection can get her a back to Hawthorne. Erin, quick question for you, and then this might be a player that they upgrade from their VFLW list. She was yep. formerly at Williamstown. Peter Searle, big praise for her last week when she went head-to-head -head with Georgia Nanscorn, Isabel Porter. You're right. Izzy Porter was on Willie's list for a while, a good friend of mine. Went up to Darwin to play some footy in the off-season and has come back and is absolutely smashing it down there at Hawthorne. She could be a smoky for the draft. I think she really proved herself last week, like you mentioned, um, against the Bombers. So watch this space. Another one that they've picked up from their VFLW list is Eliza Shannon, also a very good key defender. So like we mentioned, their defence is really bolstered. They've got some really great names down there. So watch this space to see what mids and forwards come in. We've picked up a number of really good young players from their VFL list. We know that I think Bridget Deed was their first signing and then uh, young Zoe Barbicus, who unfortunately is going to miss uh, the season with that knee injury that she did a couple of weeks ago uh, in the uh, Hawthorne VFLW game, I think about three weeks ago now, so she's uh, unfortunately going to miss her debut season in the big league. I wonder if uh, the way that they have started to construct their team, and I know, Peter, that you were mentioning maybe a bit light on in the midfield, I wonder if that's a bit of a, a glimpse into what their draft strategy might be. Yeah, they may be going young. They, they, they could be. I mean, I, I think I, I'm picking up kind of two vibes. You've got Hawthorne who's picking up um, your B and C grade footballers to try and add a bit of good depth, a little bit of experience. That they kind of give off a vibe of we're looking to pick up maybe three wins in the first year and build a foundation for something going forward. And I think that was indicated when they announced Bridget Deed as their number one signing. We're going young, we're looking at the future. Where on the other uh, side of the coin, Essendon, when they went out to get Presparkus, G, then Too Good, uh, then picking up Steph Kane, Sophie Alexander, uh, so forth, Essendon kind of had an attitude of, look, we're going out to make an impact in season one. Yeah, I think if you also look at Sydney's strategy as well, um, they sort of went after the best VFLW players as well with Amy Whelan, Molly Eastman getting signed up there and, and a few other local mature age players. So it's really interesting to see. I think you're right, Peter. Hawthorne going to go for a young strategy to get the best NAB girls. I think Essendon have gone for the big guns and Sydney just building on some mature talent to really hopefully bolster their team for the first uh, two years. And I can confirm through sources last night from Essendon that they will be announcing on Monday Geelong's Sophie van der Heuvel. Ooh, she's a handy player to have down at Essendon too. She's the, former Williamstown as well. And she's from Ballarat, the, so the, of, course, the, of course she's good. The yeah. flying Dutch woman. <laughs> she, you're spot on. And her, her brother is um, is on Footscray Bulldogs list. So I, yes, wonder yeah. if, I wonder if they'll live together somewhere um, in West Melbourne and obviously Essendon being a little bit closer than Geelong for Pete, her. Peter, you're working for Australia Post, mate. You've got, you've got all the mail this year, mate. You're just, you're just, it's, it's unbelievable, mate. Mate, I've got my nose to the ground. <laughs> I just wanted to say, look, I know Hawthorne have made all these signings with regards to players, and, and that has taken the spotlight, you know, over the last couple of days. But I think the biggest signing they made was in the coach's box, Beck Goddard. She, she, I, know, I know Pete and we were saying that, you know, that they're looking probably towards a younger side in the draft and, and the wins might not come, but make, make no mistakes with her. She's a, a developer of young footballers as well, and we saw what she did with Adelaide. Um, and, you know, I, it wouldn't surprise me if the Hawks come straight into the competition and do some damage early purely on, on, the, on the experience and, and coaching now of, of Beck Goddard. What is nice to see is I, I think three of the four expansion teams have all gone with female coaches. I think Sydney's the only one 
that's gone with the uh, with the male coach. So isn't that interesting? You know, we're talking about lack of um, female coaches in the the head position. Yeah. And then three of the four teams come in and go with female talent. Yeah, That's exactly. Great. Well, it's yeah. a, I mean, it's about who's going to understand the ladies best and who's going to get the best out of them. It's as, as simple as yeah. that. And if if it's a if it's a woman to do it, bloody all the power to all. Peter, there's also another incentive uh, that the AFL introduced for for a number of clubs is that if they do hire a female coach and they also hire them to do a little bit of work in the men's space, they get a virtually um, a subsidy from the AFL for doing that. So there is a financial incentive now to put uh, which which is a good to, to try and put women into the head coaching roles and also in the background at men's roles in the clubs. Yeah, awesome. I'll, before we move on from this and we get into the game today, I want to ask Erin one more question back on the, the list for Hawthorne and the players that I just mentioned that they've signed. How important do you think it is, obviously, for... Uh, they're not really a start-up team. They've sort of got that foundation set and the culture set from being in this league, but they've picked up a lot of girls that... I, I said 169 AFLW games to come in that, that know what it takes to play at the level, that know how to prepare, know how to recover. How important do you think it is to bring in those sorts of players from day one to help set the AFLW and professional culture, even if it is only you know, professional by name? Uh, you're spot on. That is so important. I think having that experience is integral to um, especially a startup side. If we go back to the game last week, Williamstown, North Melbourne, I would say one of the reasons why North came out on top was they had Britt Gibson in yep. the back line, a super experienced AFLW player, and you can't beat experience. So, like you said, startup team, but building on that experience is going to be huge for them this season. It's going to be great to see how all those teams go, isn't it? Not just Hawthorne, but the Bombers as well, who will... Well, both of those two teams, the, the last two Victorian teams to enter the fray, will be hoping to come into the AFLW with a VFLW flag in the back pocket. Exactly. Wouldn't that be nice, Paul? Exactly right. And I, think, I, think, I actually think Essendon have done it really well. Um, you know, there was you know there was talk that they people saying, oh, they should have gone in earlier, and there were members at the club saying, oh, why don't we have an AFLW team? And I actually think they're going to time their own perfectly. They've set a great foundation with their VFLW team. They've, they've been able to expose the talent, you know, un underneath, the, underneath the squad um, from an AFLW perspective, and they can, they can pinch who they want now. So um, perfect foundation for the Bombers to, to, come into, to, to come into the AFLW. Paul, question without notice. Yes. And I'm going to lob a hand grenade on this okay, one. Okay, yeah, well. I'll Based catch on an it, article mate. that I wrote yeah. a week ago. Considering that now that it's going to be a top eight for the final, so as much yes. as we've got expansion sides, we've got yes. the top eight. You're at Carlton, yeah. you're, and, and, and this could also be applicable to Richmond and a few others, but I'm saying Carlton because you've lost a number of players uh, to expansion clubs, yep. plus Nick Stevens possibly going to St Kilda. If you lose a number of players, do you still try and push for seventh or eighth spot, hoping that maybe the expansion sides won't do much and you get maybe a week or two of finals action? Yeah, of or course. do you yeah. go tank? No, no. <laughs> it's a serious question. Do you go the tank? Now, 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 now. No, it is a serious question. Uh, no, I don't, I don't think they will, um, purely because the, the pressure's on Harford to, to get wins. He's, he's just, he just recently signed a two-year deal with the club. Um, and, you know, I think he's, he's got to change his messaging around what, what, he, what he does, you know, a, as a coach. I mean, last year at the beginning of the season, he said he, he backs his list over Collingwood. Um, and then halfway through the season, he said, oh, no, we've had to take two steps back to take a step forward. So I'm not too sure what it is at the moment down at uh, Icon Park from, uh, from an AFLW perspective. But um, I, I think 
I think, well, they're obviously going to have to go to the draft again, um, given the position they're in and the players have lost. Um, look, it might be a blessing in disguise for Carlton. Maybe they did need, maybe they did need players to walk out for them to, to realise that you know that the program is is not good enough to to keep you know key to keep key women in the team at the moment. So and um, let me let me throw another question at yes. you. Team yes. in a similar position, the West the Western Bulldogs. Yes, just missed out in finals. They've lost their two key forwards. Huntington's going to GWS. Too good to Essendon. Do you go with a stopgap situation for the season, knowing that Phoebe McWilliams is out of contract at Geelong and apparently Kate McCarthy mm-hmm. is out of contract at St Kilda? Do you pick them up just to fill the gap for the season and figure it out from there? I think you have to because especially if you're going to go towards a draft, you need someone around those younger girls to actually develop them and, and, and bring them through the ranks as well, Pete. So if Carlton are going to go super young and go to the draft, I think they need to have a little bit of experience, as you said, those stopgap players. And uh, that's why I was a bit upset they um, they offloaded Alison Downey. Um, you know, she, she's fantastic for Collingwood. Um, and she's one of those players that's been around the competition for well, since basically the inception. Um, I think Carlton need to do more of that. And, you know, you, you need a balance, Pete. You need a balance between gun young talent in the draft as well as, as, ways, as, well as AFLW, uh, AFLW experience. It's a great discussion, and I can't wait to have the whole band together. We might take w- one little more quick break, but before we do, I want to ask Aaron. I know we're sort of jumping around a little bit here, but this was a question I was going to ask before, and I just completely forgot. How uh, do you get a sense from the playing fraternity at AFLW level that they're disappointed that we're not playing a full season this year? Absolutely. Yeah. I think that came up in the reports when the CBA was announced, and I think that's why it did take a little bit of a while to get it signed because from whispers, it's the girls want a legitimate season. They want legitimate quarter times. You know, in the VFLW, we're still playing 20 minutes, stop the clock, which in my mind, that's a little bit local footy, isn't it? It's a little yeah, bit exactly. like, oh, gosh, I need yeah, to kick yeah, it yeah. out on the full to waste a bit of time. And, <laughs> yep. and I think they also look at the season length and go, 10 games, that's practically yep. a round robin. So I, I do think that, um, I mean, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out this year, but I do think that push for a longer season Definitely. has got to come into the frame very, very soon. Karen, quick Can, question from yes. me. Yes, and I, I, I raced it um, a, a while ago on the call. Have you considered using the 565 rule because you get a warning before you get penalized as a potential time wasting tactic? I have never ever thought of that but that is bloody genius Pete. <laughs> wow, good call. I think Erin's wishing that we spoke about this off it. Yeah, and last week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, last, last week. Thank you for all the gold Pete. Come on mate. <laughs> that is no, that is absolutely that's that's golden there. I I might mention that to Vice Captain Eliza Strafford if it's a close game tomorrow to just say be aware for the time keep, wasters. If you're not at the game, if you're not at the Williamstown game tomorrow, keep an eye on the live stream and see if there is time wasting tactics. <laughs> I can tell if there is a loophole to be found in anything, that man down there on the boundary, He's found Peter Holden, he will find it. But you can't get yellow carded or sent off, can you? So no, no, all's, all's oh, no, you can't. No, no, and you're right, Pete. It's it's a warning per quarter. So so, so you can actually yeah. stand at the wrong end of the ground, and the umpire <laughs> has to wait for you, which you don't have to run. You can slowly jog to get to the other end, that can waste a good 20 to 30 seconds. Yeah, very good. <laughs> Back on the uh, the fixture quickly, I'll just, if I can play devil's advocate, I think the moment that they floated the season starting in August, that was yeah. the moment that we lost the potential of having a full yeah. season. Yeah. And I know speaking to uh, to Chloe on Friday, Chloe Malloy from Collingwood, she was adamant that um, she wanted a, a, a longer mm. season, full season as well. But the thing yeah. is, like starting it in August, if we did have a full season and we had 17 games and then finals, the teams that go deep into the finals, which we expect to be the same teams, yep. 
you know, for the most part, they're going to end up playing 30 games in a calendar year. And where does that take us to? Where would finals finals wrap up? I'm just trying to do the math. If it starts late August. Oh, don't get me to do math on oh the run. Oh, boy. Here. <laughs> that could be a January. Is that a January finish? Well, it's a normal well, season. It'll be, it'll be a well late be. start. And then obviously we don't uh, – a late finish, sorry. And then we don't know when we're starting next season. So we could, we could just get everything running into each other. And by the end of – that'll be season eight, we will have played – football for almost a year yeah. with only a couple of months off. Yeah, I think one of the big things as well is fixturing grounds, yeah. how they figure that it out well. with other sports too. It's always a problem for the AFL, so it's going to be, it'll be a problem for the, for the AFLW too. And you know what is going to be a bit silly? We're not, we're not going to get any... We're going to a top eight, which is great, but we're not yep. going to get anywhere near everyone playing everyone. So we're going Correct. to get contests in finals and deep into finals, more than likely. It's statistically almost... A certainty teams will play each other in a prelim that haven't seen each other time. all year. Different yeah. form How about that for a variable? Yeah, it's great. It's great. <laughs> We've never seen it, and it's, it's, it'd be great to see, I reckon. Let's hope season eight at 17 rounds, top eight, and away we go. I Fingers like, crossed. I like the music. Mm. Love it. Let's take another breather, and when we come back, we'll take you all the way up to the first bounce. Southern Saints and Essendon coming up round 13. Action VFLW on WARF Radio. Back in a moment. If you're after the most comprehensive coverage on women's football across Australia, then look no further than Rookie Me Central. Formerly Draft Central, Rookie Me Central has news and reviews, podcasts, videos, and much, much more on all the state leagues across the country, including the VFL Women's and NAB League Girls. Find out why everyone turns to Rookie Me Central for their women's football content. Follow Rookie Me Central on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and YouTube at Rookie Me Central. What do you listen to while you wait for the next VFLW game on Wharf Radio? Do you long for the days when radio stations played music that you knew without a barrage of ads and announcers that always want to be the main attraction? Welcome to Turn Back Time Radio, formerly GoRadio.live. We're here 24 hours a day, every day of the year, playing the very best music from the past 70 years. Songs you know, songs you want to sing along with. You can listen at www.turnbacktime.radio or better still, by downloading the free Turnback Time Radio app for your Apple or Android device. Turnback Time Radio, great music, great times. It's radio as it should be. It's Anna Mears winning gold. Hey, I'm Anna Mears. Winning gold at the Olympics was an incredible feeling. And having my biggest rival, who I'd just beaten, ride up next to me and lift my hand in victory topped off an amazing moment. We'd had our fair share of clashes over the years, but in the end, we both respected each other, and that's what really counts in sport. Be gracious in victory and in defeat. To keep your sport inclusive, safe and fair, go to playbytherules.net.au. The commentary of the game you're currently listening to is from the volunteers at Women's Australian Rules Football Radio. Founded in 2014, WARF Radio is not just here to provide a professional call the women's game deserves, but also provide important experience for those wanting a career in sports media. If you're a past or present women's footballer or coach or a media student and you'd like to give football commentary a try, visit warfradio.com and click on Volunteer. That's warfradio.com and click on volunteer. It's the VFL Women's Match of the Day! 
Oh, yes, it is on WARF Radio. And also now we welcome everybody watching around the place on VFLW.TV. This is round 13 action in the Rebel VFL women. Sir Doug Nichols round, of course. And we've got to a good contest today coming up under sunny blue skies at the Trevor Barker Beach Oval. The Southern Saints take on the Bombers. The Saints on a three-game winning streak back here at home after beating the Blues last week. And the Bombers, of course, uh, no losses to their name, but two draws this season, including last week in that frantic finish against Hawthorne at Box Hill City Oval. And so let's get to the team, shall we? The Southern Saints, who knocked off the Blues here last week. Three changes from the side that defeated Carlton. Out go Pia Steltari. She goes back into the emergencies after she was actually a late in last week. And Kayla Rapari and Claire Kane both go out as well, the Irish woman. Coming in for the Saints, Olivia Flanagan from a Hawthorne Premiership VFLW player of course she returns from a hip injury Chloe Saltry is back in and former Geelong AFLW listed Megan Fogas comes in as well for her first VFLW game in three years and we did have of course Alina Gentile with a quad and Ebony Nixon with a hamstring who were both named uh, on the uh, injury report last night as tests but of course Dale Robinson has given them the green light and so we'll wait and see if there are any late late changes for the Saints today but three changes from the yep. side that defeated the Baggers last week for the Bombers. Five changes from the Bombers that uh, drew with the uh, the team, I should say. The Bombers team that drew with the Hawks last week. And some big outs, but some equally as big in for the Dons girls. So going out, best and fairest winner, Aloise Ashley Cooper, who was very good early on last week. She's out with a hamstring. Natalie McDonald, who was fantastic. She's unavailable. Jessie Davies, she goes back into the emergencies. Gloria Alamali, and of course, Drew Ryan, who had the final kick of last Sunday morning's contest. They both go out as well. How about these ins for the Bombers? Renee Tierney and Zordon Zanchetta both return from the uh, health and safety protocols. Kendra Heil returns as well from a knee injury. Everybody's favourite Canadian. She's been out since round eight. She kicked a couple of goals in this contest earlier this season. And two debutantes today for the Bombers, both of which Cecilia McIntosh probably knows absolutely nothing about. Two young <laughs> ladies from Bendigo. Emily Everest via Girton Grammar and the young lady, my favourite name in the business, Octavia DiDonato from Strathfield Zay Football Club. Can I, I, have can I, I said say, that right, Peter? I was going to say, can I say at 177 centimetres, Everest should actually be Mount Donabue Wang. <laughs> <laughs> a couple of good ins there for the Bombers and a couple of debutantes as well. What do you make of those lineups, Paolo? I, I good ins for the Bombers. There are some good ins. And Renee Cherney, we know how dangerous that Bombers forward line is and she is an important facet of the way they move the ball going forward of centre. So it's a big, big in for the Bombers and I think that, that deadly duo in midfield for us. And then Jordan, uh, Zanketa. Is it Zanketa? Are we going to go with Zanketa or Zanchetta? I, I was going to go. I've, I've practised all week, Zanchetta. You Don't tell me you're going to rock up 10 minutes late and then yeah. get me to change the pronunciation. It's, it's, a, it's, it's pronounced K. Zanketa. Yeah, Zanketa. Right, um, you so know what will happen. I'll say both. <laughs> Her and Georgia Nanscorn in that midfield. I mean, we, we saw what they did down at Windy Hill throughout the early parts of this season. And, it, I mean, that, that'd have to be one of the deadliest duos going around in, in VFLW at the moment. So that those are two midfielders that the Southern Saints really need to keep an eye on. Would you do anything... Erin, with Georgia Nan Scorn, if you're the Saints, in terms of maybe sitting someone on her? Absolutely. I was just looking at the list here. Obviously, Saints have got Alana Woodward running through the midfield. She is a strong, big-bodied big midfielder. I wonder, do you sacrifice Woody's game and say, just sit on Nan Scorn mm. and really nullify her game? But like you said, between Jordan Zanchetta and Georgia Nan Scorn, it's pretty hard to yeah. nullify both of them. So it'll be interesting to see where Saints um, go with their matchups in the middle of the ground. 
Yeah, I just wonder, they might have had a look at what the Hawks did last week. They ran uh, Isabel Porter with um, George and Anne Scorn, and she did a pretty good job, Izzy Porter, through the first quarter. I think she only had three disposals from memory. Uh, the Bombers' co-captain was pretty busy after, uh, after quarter time. We're just watching the toss. Dana Jolliffe out there for the uh, Saints and uh, Mia Ray Clifford for the Bombers. She won the toss. You were watching that very closely, Peter. What's happened? She's won the toss. She's going to be kicking to the left of screen for those watching on VFLW.TV, which is yep. the northern or city end of the ground. The southern or southern end is to right of screen, which the Saints will be kicking to. Mind you, well, I should mention that Olivia Flanagan will be playing her 50th VFLW yes, game yes, today yes. for the Saints. So congratulations to her. And for those that have just joined us on the stream, uh, a couple of uh, news items there for you, Megan Fogas. Her first game for the Saints, and that is coming up a six-month ankle injury that uh, she did at work. And then on the Bombers' side of the equation, we heard from Cecilia McIntosh during our pre-game show. Uh, she hopes to be back for the finals, but the hamstring injury is such a case that she will not nominate for the AFLW draft. And in fact, she said this will be her last season of football full stop. So big news there for Cecilia McIntosh. And sources confirming Sophie van der Heuvel from Geelong will be announced as an Essendon signing on Monday. Okay, okay, there we go. So Sophie might be watching on and watching some of yep. her teammates, future teammates today Absolutely. on VFLW.TV. Both teams just going through their final paces here. The uh, the Saints in the St Kilda jumper, so that's probably yes. why we're going to call them at some point today St Kilda. Of course, they're not St Kilda by name. It's the uh, Southern Saints who have been in great form and are looking to carry that into the finals. And the Bombers in their clash jumper today of the uh, predominantly red jumper. Do you like that jumper, Paul? I, I actually rate it. I rate it very high. Look, I mean, they're not obviously not, not my colours, but as objective as I can be today, uh, I, I rate the Guernsey, mate. I like all clash jumpers that aren't just plain white. Yeah, like, a, like Carlton's. Yeah. Carlton's, oh, yeah. It is a, Don't look, Carlton... Uh, white? Uh, uh, yeah, it, it, it's an absolute shocker, and I reckon they got a 10-year-old to draw the Carlton emblem with a stencil on the Guernsey. <laughs> it was the old word art. Uh, <laughs> it was, it's bubble writing on word it's art. A sh it's a shocker. But I, I've moved past buying the Guernseys, Pete and Waring, and when I go to the footy, just the polo to... To, uh, to, uh, to show the guns and the chest, mate, I reckon. Might I say that the Indigenous jersey last, oh, uh, uh, jersey last night from Carlton was Epic. beautiful. So keep your eyes peeled for a few yep. VFL Indigenous jumpers yep. going around this weekend and next. Yep. Let's go around and get some quick thoughts on uh, who we think is going to win this game and why. We'll go down to the boundary first and have a chat with Peter Holden. Who's winning, Peter? Oh, we might leave, Peter. We can't hear him. Erin. I should have gone with ladies first anyway. Go, go on, Erin. Never mind. Uh, it's Essendon for me. Too strong in the midfield. Paul Sebastiani? I have to agree. I think the Bombers will win by three goals. And don't forget that uh, the Bombers have actually never beaten the Southern Saints. This is the fifth matchup. The Southern Saints lead the overall head-to-head 3-0 -head with, of course, one draw earlier this season in round five back uh, at the hangar. And we're looking yep. forward to uh, getting a good uh, contest here today. The Bombers girls just uh, coming to the bench. Of course, if you're watching on VFLW.TV, it's going to be Essendon kicking from right to left or to the uh, left of your dial if you're listening on WARF radio. And naturally, the Saints will be kicking the other way. That's correct. That's generally what That's happens. Correct. Just about set to go here. VFLW round 13. Finals just around the corner. We've got some finals-like weather here today at Trevor Barker Beach Oval. The Southern Saints and Essendon set to go under lovely blue skies. And to call the opening bounce, here he is. It's Paul Sebastiani. Thank you very much, Brent. So underway here, round 13, between the Southern Saints and, and the Bombers. It's uh, Nalder and Black to do battle. And the first clearance is one up towards half-forward for the Southern Saints and uh, Boundary Line's going to beat them all early here. Out of sight at Trevor Barker Oval. Perfect conditions for football. Saturday morning. 
This uh, ruck battle between Nalder and, and Black will be an integral part to winning field territory. So Nalder wins front position at the run contest and she just punches it forward. A couple of bombers in there. Zanketa got a handball back towards Nalder. Her little low darting ball away from the contest. Eugle pushed her opponent in the back. Now the umpire calls for a ball in and we'll have it tossed in. Out of side, pretty much smack bang, centre wing. Neither team yet to score, just under a minute travelled in the opening term. Courtney Eugle involved there for the Bombers, of course, playing in game number 51 today for the Dons. Been here since day one. Captain in 2019. Nelda won it down convincingly and then stepping out of there is Radford. Sending the Bombers to half forward, backing back bravely, but couldn't quite take the mark there. That was Nixon going in to apply a good tackle for the Saints is Alexandra Hines on the Bombers. Co-captain Georgia Nan Scorn will get a ball up right on the attacking edge of the centre square for the Bombers. Nan Scorn in the customary long sleeves today as she always is and she can win her own ball here. Woodward took her in the tackle. I reckon you might have got that match up. Bang on Erin. Saints to win this one from the coalface. Bouncing ball here for Hannah Stewart who can get a kick away for the Southern Saints back towards the middle of the ground. Nicole Julian there couldn't hold on and now she's wrapped up by Taylor Kearns. Taylor Kearns, who they say is the quickest player at the club. Couldn't get away there. Ball up on the outskirts of the centre circles. Nelda getting on top in the ruck early. Just squirting a little kick out of there for the Bombers. That was Radford. Oh, Anthony may be taken without it. Play on, said the umpire. Handball comes out here looking for uh, Hannah Stewart. Good gather. Couldn't quite get away from Zanchetta, but works the kick back inside 50. DeAngelis will get there in front of Morecambe. Nelda comes across to try and put pressure on the kick. Bouncing ball will go out of play deep in the right forward pocket for the Southern Saints. Get some early thoughts from Erin Mead. What are you seeing out there, Skipper? It's a pretty fierce game already. I can see that both teams are trying to get first to the ball at this rate. Um, good to see Woodward running with Nan Scorn. Um, we'll keep our eyes on that contest throughout the day. So, Nelda... Definitely has a clear height advantage over her opponent in Slater, but it was Slater who won front spot from the contest. Nanscorn trying to burrow her way through. Zanketa, little handball out. Good pressure by the Southern Saints. Close to goal. It's around about 25 out. Tackle laid by Flanagan. And we'll have it tossed up. Just quickly, Paul Simone nailed at 186 centimetres. Chanel Slater, 175. That's a definite height advantage. So from the restart, trying to step her way through trouble is Hannah Stewart, a flying shot towards goal. It's going to go across the face, through for one behind. So first score of the game, it's a minor to the Southern Saints. Just over three minutes gone in the first term. Having a great season, Hannah Stewart. Second in the coaches' votes. Of course, we've got one and two out there today in the coaches' votes. Nan Scorn, number one. Hannah Stewart, number two. Oh, Radford's kick's gone very wide and it's ran away from Eugle. And it's gone beyond the 50 and out of play for our first lasso rule. One of our favourite rules in all of world sports. Saints to bring it back in. I was just going to mention a moment ago, it looks like they have made one late change. The Southern Saints, Pia Steltari, I've already seen out there. Try and work out who the late out was as Kearns goes long to fall forward in from the side. Take a fantastic mark is Bella Air. I like to call her the fresh princess of Ballarat. That's not a bad one, Fred. Brent. <laughs> Comes across to Alex Morecambe. I don't have a funny nickname for her, sorry. That kick's just cleared the pack. Here comes Clifford. Oh, a big turning circle. Mia Ray Clifford couldn't quite pull up there. Brent, you um, missed the obvious with uh, Alex Morecambe. Her nickname is actually Morks. That's true. Oh, so right. remember to go Nanu Nanu. Morecambe Mindy, for those who are not old enough. <laughs> Went straight over my head, Pete. <laughs> Ball in between wing and half forward here for the Saints, who lead this one early. One behind. Yesterday, yet to score. Stewart under the pump from Zanketa. 
Trying to get a handball out there, Radford dispossessed. Stewart on the bottom of the pack for the Saints. Eventually got a handball out there to Ryan, who hurries one to half forward. Essendon with the numbers, although they've just overrun it. Now DeAngelis floats one towards full forward. Slater in front, no mark. Air did well at the back. No one really to handball it to. Found it eventually to Eugle, who wobbles one towards the 50, but in a good spot there for the Saints. Taking the mark is young Charlotte Ryan, young lady from the Sandy Dragons. Wants to move it back to full forward. Just off the hands there of the Essendon player on the last line of defence. And then Flanagan couldn't keep it in for the that was young Emily Everest who couldn't take the mark. Ball in in the right forward pocket for the Saints. So Southern Saints doing all the attacking early in this one. Haven't been able to put a major on the board yet. So again it'll be Nelda and Slater to do battle in the ruck. Nelda won the tap. Ball fell the way of Ryan. She's wrapped up immediately and we'll have it tossed up. Erin Mead on special comments. Georgia Nance gone. She's got a couple running with her through the midfield at the moment. Yeah, I reckon she'll, uh, she'll be busy with some tags today. Very well-deserved tag. She's a very impressive midfielder. So from the restart, ball fishes its way out to Capsalis. Her kick around the body. Bombers have got numbers around the footy. Well picked up by Morecambe. She Ooh. comes across goal with a very dangerous kick. Works out okay, though, for the Bombers, and they can clear it up towards centre wing. Nicole Julian with a kick, but sitting under it and taking a good mark is Jolliffe, and she can... Get the switch going oh, for the Southern Saints, and now they can move it through the middle. Lang, she's got a one-on-one further afield. She goes in that direction, might just go over the head of her intended target in Capsalis. Well fisted away. Capsalis went back in there to try to fish it out. Lang in there laying a tackle. Umpire hovers, and we'll have it tossed up. Just the attacking side of the centre square here for the Southern Saints. So, again, Nalda to resume. Hostilities in the ruck here with Black. Nance gone. Snap around the body. Needed to be strong there, did Eugle. She did well. Shark the handball back out towards Kendra Heil. Her kick up towards the middle of the ground is going to be a turnover. Now the Southern Saints can go the other way. Yeah, Dicker it was that got a rotten bounce. And now in goes Nance Gorn to apply the pressure for the Bombers. Topo forward off the deck there for the Saints. It'll come back to Woodward who's trying to get away from Barber. Great pressure from the Bombers. Handball flipped up there to Nance Gorn who just wanted to keep it rolling forward. Now in there it's Dicker for the Bombers. Fighting hard for a tooth and nail. Knocking it out was Sarah Black to the advantage though of Barber who stepped clear. Barber kicks the Bombers inside 50 in front there through leading goal kicker this year couldn't quite take that mark she might wish that she could have that moment back now she goes into a play a tackle out of complete and utter frustration Federica through 27 goals 18 on the season and recently uh, signed to their AFLW team as well for the upcoming season Bombers from the stoppage, then Ketter strong in the tackle. Handball to Nelda. Nelda's got a runner coming past on the outside. Heil going to ground. Barber now here for the Bombers. Handball, that was far too hot for uh, Julian, who now has gone to ground. Black watching on for the Saints. Southern Saints work a little kick towards centre wing position. Bombers have the numbers here, although Flanagan in game number 50 has done really well, just trying to toe poke it forward. Hosking knocked it out there to Nan Scorn, a sweeping handball. Julian now for the Bombers, quickly onto the boot. Heil tight roping the boundary line, dropped the mark, and the ball went out of play, and the umpire will say throw it in. Centre wing out of sight. Still, it's the Southern Saints, one behind Essendon yet to score. We've gone eight minutes in the opening quarter here at Trevor Barker Beach Oval. I think one thing, Aaron, as well, just that I've realised, you can see through the binoculars at the Ball's got a bit of a shine on it. It's a little bit slippery out there. So how, how, do, how do the girls sort of try to negate those conditions at the moment? Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be a bit dewy and it's going to skid on. So making sure that you, you take the ball in your hands and protect it when it's in the air and try to keep it off the ground here. So 
There you go. Straight through the hands here, unfortunately, <laughs> of, uh, of Mia Ray Clifford. That, uh, that Jew's going to have a, a bit of a say, I think, in this uh, in this first term. Anthony over it. Zanketa, little handball out. Now, free kick is going to go the way of the Bombers for a hold. So, Anthony, she'll take the free kick just to the defensive side of the wing. She goes short. It's a good kick as well. Barber takes the mark. She takes her time. And she's going to give, look like she was going to give the handball. Instead, she went up towards centre-half forward. Ball nearly falling out the back. Well done defensively by Bucken. Her kick out wide. It's a foot race now. Leading the race is Everest. She's in, in hot pursuit of her is Kearns. Little handball out towards her intended target. Plenty of players around this football. It's in dispute at the moment out of sight. Again, it's probably about four or five players around this and bursting her way through trouble is Ryan. Great her dish. kick is a good one as well and lands in the lap of Flanagan and she can wheel and go. Running inside forward 50 is Staltari. So ball falls Ooh. away. Nance Gorn later tackle. Almost it was almost head on knee there. That Southern Saints play getting up out the bottom of the pack. It looks like it was uh, looks like it was Woodward. That could have been a dangerous one, but we'll have it tossed up 40 metres out from the Southern Saint goal. Great contest between those two. And now Stewart and Radford fighting over it. Umpire says, give it to me. Hannah Stewart leading all comers on the ground early with five disposals. She led all comers on the ground between these two earlier this season as well as Woodward has a flying shot for goal there for the Bombers was Air she's actually knocked that one away from the goal mouth and out of play I'm not sure that was her intention and so the pressure remains on the Bombers deep in defence Credit to the Bombers in defence. They have been under the pump since, since the ball was thrown up in the air at the beginning of the game. They're doing a great job to, uh, to prevent Saints from scoring here. Slater doing the ruck work deep inside 50 for the Saints. DeAngelis picked it up had her arm taken. Great oh. kick dropped in the arms of Slater who can kick the easiest of goals little bit of luxe of fortune there for the Saints. The Angelus just trying to get rid of it any way she could. She kicked it about four metres straight to Chanel Slater, who was all alone at the top of the goal square. And has that been coming? The Saints have the breakthrough. 1-1-7 they are, leading Essendon yet to score at the halfway mark of the first quarter. Here's Aaron Mead. Certainly I can imagine those, those Bombers defenders, they were under the pump for that first five minutes. So um, I can imagine a little bit of mental fatigue there. Mm -hmm. um, and Slater just sneaking out the back there to get the easy crumbs and an easy shot in front of goal. Speaking of uh, pressure, inside 50 count at the moment, 4-1. to one, And the only real entry for the Bombers was, was a real shallow one, about 49 metres out. So... Southern Saints, with all the all the play in the first term, Nalda won the ruck contest. Can the Bombers get a bit of field territory? They do indeed. They go long inside forward 50 at the back of the stoppage. A couple of players around this one. Saints defenders do okay. Flicks out the back to run about 25 metres out from the Bombers' goal. Stacks on the pill at the moment. Zanketa was there, but the umpire's oh. going to call a throw against Essendon. Hmm. That was a very, very hot call. And it'll be Deanna Jolliffe to take the resulting free kick. The cross full back for the Southern Saints. She looks towards the outer side. Got a couple of targets out there. Kick was okay. Mark taken by Hines. She takes off to a one-on-one -on -one up towards centre wing. Oh, it bounced off the head there of uh, Taz Tamsin Crook. Falls out the back of the contest. Bombers do have numbers around the pill. Little handball out was okay. Tight roping the boundary line at the moment. Kick inside to Zanketa. I think the boundary line beat them before they were able to keep that ball alive yep. and we'll have it tossed in out of sight 1-1-7 the Southern Saints Essendon yet to score 12 minutes gone in the first term so just forwarded the wing on the outer side the interesting thing from that last stoppage inside 50 for the Saints was Slater in the ruck 
who obviously is not going to win the hit out, but she proved how dangerous she can be when she sneaks forward from the scrimmage. St Kilda, there we go. First time today, St Kilda. Southern Saints, it is, who moved the ball <laughs> forward. I'm surprised that's taken this long. And now a chance for the Saints, although they've been scuttled, have they? No, a free kick for Legged, I think the umpire yeah. has said, yeah, against Nicole Julian. Poking a kick inside 50, that's well done. Measured the kick, it was Kearns who hits up. Liv Flanagan in game number 50 today, who will line up from 35 out, bang on right in front. Amazing work from the Saints forwards there. Yep. To Their work rate to push into their forward 50 to be options. Um, Olivia Flanagan getting on the end of that one right in front of goals. So great work from the Saints forwards. So Liv Flanagan, who has kicked eight goals, five this season, back into the side after missing the last couple of weeks, right in front to the sort and end, knows how to kick him. And she slots that one, and that was never in doubt. And look out, this is a good start from the Saints. Essendon, we know that they were involved in a ding-dong battle last week, and they've come out and just looked a little bit flat early on here today. Southern Saints race away to 2-1-13. Essendon yet to score. A good start for the Saints. Bit of purpose behind that set shot as well, Erin, wasn't there? She, she didn't, you know, there was no stutter. It was straight in, straight through, plenty of momentum up and straight through the big sticks. Yeah, I think Liv, since moving to the Saints program, I can see she's matured a lot as a player since playing at Hawthorne. Um, a few years under about now and, of course, a few games, 50 games today. Um, she's really coming into her own as a, as a key forward here. She is indeed. 50 games, as we've mentioned on the call, and they, they got around her for that goal as well. So from the restart, tap down one by Black. Are the Southern Saints going to win the clearance again? They are. This time it's through Woodward. Inside forward 50. Can go again here, the Southern Saints. Handball over the top. They do okay here, the Bombers. Nance Gorm was a target by a hand. Marshall wrapped up as soon as she won it. Wasn't the required 15 umpire call play on. Southern Saints forwards besieging the Bombers defenders at the moment. Trying to step her way through trouble is Fogus. Her kick towards around about 35 metres out from the Southern Saints. Goal picked off by Morecambe. She comes out wide. It's a dangerous kick. The target is Julian. Boundary line, probably her best friend there. And we'll have it tossed in. So Southern Saints 2-1-13. Bombers yet to score. It's been all one-way traffic here in this first term. Inside 50 count at the moment. 6-2 in favour of the Southern Saints and the scoreboard in their favour as we tick towards 15 minutes. All over them early on. The Saints, Bombers haven't seen it up there in for a little while. Slater again in the ruck forward for the Southern Saints. Down in the tackle there goes Woodward and Nan Scorn. They go at it at ground level. What a contest. <laughs> I think we're going to see a bit of that today. Oh, and not an inch was given. Yeah, Dale Robinson, she must be stoked sitting up in the Saints coach's box at the moment. Their mids are first to the ball and winning the contest. It's a great to see. Maybe another chance here, although the Saints player just overrunning it initially. It was DeAngelis who's fought the good fight in there for the Saints. Eugle on hands and knees, got it to Radford, and now they can come out here through Anthony, bombs one towards Clifford who's got three to beat, knocking it to ground there for the Saints was Gentile nice kick back in board where Stoltari can pick it up cleanly for the Saints, handball out in front of Woodward here they go again, Nan Scorn and Woodford oh. although Woodford off the deck, looking for Cormac couldn't take the mark, kick out of the back line now for the Bombers there by Crook Eugle runs onto it, hunted, oh. gone Pia Stoltari the late in for the Saints, a great tackle and I think as Eugle went to ground, she was resigned to her fate, unfortunately. Pia Staltari here for the uh, Southern Saints to send it back inside 50. Well, not quite. She's going to go short here to Woodford. And Woodford will run to the 50. Heads out to the pocket. And Kearns with a strong overhead mark. Takes it right in the right forward pocket. And she actually kicked a fantastic goal from this exact spot last week. It was a, a check side goal. 
maybe from a little bit further out actually, so certainly not beyond it. Just to give the Saints an early 19-point lead. She's done it again. Has she done it again? No, on the line. Ping-ponging, still alive for the Saints, although the handballs come from air. Nan score, not her best kick. It's going to race towards the boundary line. Can Charlotte Ryan get there? Well, she couldn't, but she'll take the free kick anyway for last disposal out of bounds, and the Saints will come forward again. So Ryan, she can keep this pressure on the, the Bombers' defenders. Kick just over the head of her target, which was DeAngelis. Again, a, a scrimmage around about 40 metres out from the Southern Saints goal. Tackle laid by Marshall for the Bombers, and we'll have it tossed up. So, Southern Saints doing very well at the moment to lock this ball inside their forward half. D'Angelo is in there. Ball comes out the back of the contest. Zanketa to her partner in crime, Nance Gorn. Did really well. Handballed it out in oh. front of herself and kept it alive. And now the Bombers can potentially go on the rebound. It just didn't sit up for them there. Trying to get involved was Doonan. Southern Saints do really well to creep up and lock it again in their front half. And the pressure continues to build. It's a 13-point lead. Ticking closer towards quarter time. Nance going in there again. Ooh. Big hit there. Stewart was in there. She's had a fair bit of the pill early. Umpire's going to call a free kick. It's a high free kick, and it'll go the way of Zanketa. And she can potentially relieve a little bit of pressure. Lovely kick into the guts. Taking the mark is Di Donato. She's on debut. Her kick out wide towards Anthony, she goes inside forward 50, Clifford the target, just bounced out in front of her, she kept it alive, snap around the body, froze her target in the uh, forward pocket for the Bombers, it'll be thrown in though, and now they can get a little bit of field territory here, lock the ball inside forward 50 and potentially get their opportunity to, to get a score on the board, much better transition play as well, Erin. Amazing transition from Essendon there, even the work rate from um, Nan Scorn to get it 30 metres, a contest 30 metres out of their defensive 50, push it out to the wing and, and get an inside 50 for the Bombers, incredible. Wood, Wood would drop the ball there, Doonan kick back towards the goal square, Fru can she turn and get oh, a shot oh. away, she did, and put it into the goal post, and the Saints breathe a sigh of relief, but it's the first score of the day for the Bombers, it's a minor one. I tell you what, if I was one-on-one -on -one with Fru in the goal square, I would be nervous all day. She's such a handy forward, super clever. Even to get that ball on her boot there was very impressive. Saints by two straight kicks as they come from the kick-in. It's looking for Peck. She's going to have to beat a couple. Morecambe or Morks ran onto it. Dangerous kick back across the middle of the ground and it's cut off by Sarah Black and the Saints in the final minute of the opening quarter can go. Kick towards Lang, set her a task. Over the top went Eugle and lost her ground. Now uh, Morecambe and Lang. Lang's going to win the day for the Saints. That's well done, Winnie. Handball to DeAngelis. He's trying to get it back to Winnie Lang. Might have thrown it out. Umpire blindsided. Play on. Stewart a chance now for the Saints. Hemmed in on the boundary. We'll have to go back here to Winnie Lang. Good pressure there from uh, Zanketa. Got to go in again. Hannah Stewart, and eventually she's seen it out of play. Good contest there by both teams, really. Saints have done well to move it up towards half forward and probably stop any chance of the Bombers adding to the scoreboard in this opening term. So, we'll have it tossed in as we creep closer Ooh. to quarter time. And the umpire's got a free kick. <laughs> as obvious as the day is long. <laughs> Nalda. She goes with a low chipping ball to Nance Gorn. Dropped the chest marks. Was Ooh. bumped off the football as well. Umpire said it was okay. Stewart, Nance Gorn. Had her tackle eluded by Stewart. Long kick inside, Ford 50. Marshall sitting in the hole. She just taps it out in front of herself. But that will do it for the first term. It is the Southern Saints 2-1-13, Essendon 1 behind 1 point. And uh, while well, the Southern Saints, Aaron, all the play in that uh, 
in that uh, first quarter. Probably just weren't able to really absolutely capitalise on the scoreboard. I know they, they do have a two-goal lead, but you probably felt like it could have been a little bit more. I certainly do think yeah. so. They had so much time in their forward line there. And, of course, I think that'll be the message as well, to make sure that when it is in there that we are scoring off those opportunities. Hannah Stewart um, for Saints, already up to seven disposals. She has been very, very busy in the midfield there. And uh, Georgia Nanscorn always mopping up for Essendon, but Alana Woodward doing a great job on nullifying her in the midfield. And, uh, Brett, you've got uh, all the leading disposal getters and all the stats on the uh, on the afl.com.au website. Yeah, just quickly, the uh, the goal getters for the Saints in that first yep. quarter, Liv Flanagan in game number 50 and uh, Chanel Slater as well. Leading all comers on the ground in terms of disposals, it is Hannah Stewart with seven. Uh, and then it's really all Essendon after that. Mariana Anthony and Z uh, Jordan Zanketa with six. Bella Air playing on the last line of defence has five disposals, the same as Georgia Nan Scorn and Amelia Radford. And then it's Alana Barber with four. So Essendon with uh, a lot of the main disposal getters to quarter time, but uh, just struggling to win the territory game. And, uh, well, the Saints had them on the back foot for most of that first quarter. And as a result, at the first turn, it is the Saints who lead over the Bombers by 12 points at Trevor Barker Beach Oval on WARF Radio. We'll be back after this for the second quarter. If you're after the most comprehensive coverage on women's football across Australia, then look no further than Rookie Me Central. Formerly Draft Central, Rookie Me Central has news and reviews, podcasts, videos, and much, much more on all the state leagues across the country, including the VFL Women's and NAB League Girls. Find out why everyone turns to Rookie Me Central for their women's football content. Follow Rookie Me Central on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at Rookie Me Central. What do you listen to while you wait for the next VFLW game on Wharf Radio? Do you long for the days when radio stations played music that you knew without a barrage of ads and announcers that always want to be the main attraction? Welcome to Turn Back Time Radio, formerly GoRadio.Live. We're here 24 hours a day, every day of the year, playing the very best music from the past 70 years. Songs you know, songs you want to sing along with. You can listen at www.turnbacktime.radio or better still, by downloading the free Turn Back Time Radio app for your Apple or Android device. Turn Back Time Radio. Great music, great times. It's radio as it should be. It's Anna Mears winning gold. Hey, I'm Anna Mears. Winning gold at the Olympics was an incredible feeling. And having my biggest rival, who I'd just beaten, ride up next to me and lift my hand in victory topped off an amazing moment. We'd had our fair share of clashes over the years, but in the end, we both respected each other, and that's what really counts in sport. Be gracious in victory and in defeat. To keep your sport inclusive, safe and fair, go to playbytherules.net.au. The commentary of the game you're currently listening to is from the volunteers at Women's Australian Rules Football Radio. Founded in 2014, WARF Radio is not just here to provide a professional call the women's game deserves, but also provide important experience for those wanting a career in sports media. If you're a past or present women's footballer or coach or a media student and you'd like to give football commentary a try, visit warfradio.com and click on Volunteer. That's warfradio.com and click on volunteer. WARF Radio and on VFLW.TV as well here at Trevor Barker Beach Oval quarter time and it's the Saints surprisingly up on the top of the table Bombers at the first break the Southern Saints 2-1-13 lead the Bombers one behind Peter Holden was out there at the uh, Essendon huddle can we get down to Peter and uh, 
Let's hear what they're going to try and do in quarter number two, Peter. They've got some work to do. Well, he was happy with the first five minutes, but then after that he said they're just overuse of the handball, getting flustered. And he says, uh, you know, we're a good football side for what we do now, not what we've done in the past. Yeah. So he's accusing some of the players, uh, well, more as a group, of just watching and not trying to create, being stuck flat-footed and allowing the Saints to run all around them. So he wants the Bombers to create. Peter says he, of course, he speaks of uh, head coach Brendan Major, who's been here since yep. day one for the Bombers. Is, we maybe should have expected this, error, and I did mention it in the first quarter about They've been up for quite a while, the Bombers, obviously, but particularly last week with that great contest on the road and they steeled themselves for that game with the Hawks. They were slow finishes and they've just looked a little bit lethargic here early on today. Yeah, you're right. A tough game last week and probably a little bit exhausted. This is the first time that they've really been challenged, I think, this season in the first quarter. Usually Essendon are fast starters. Be interested to see how they go in the middle here and if they get their hands on the ball first. And I'm sure Brendan Major will be very happy if they can get the first clearance here. So... We await for the teams to get into their 5-6-5 formation and we're underway. Second term here. Nalda won the tap out. 16 hit outs now for her. Nance Gorm was in there for the Bombers, but it sharks Ooh. its way out to Stewart. Big hit. So maybe that chat from Brendan Major has uh, worn off on the Essendon players. They look lively early. Good tackle laid early by Doonan. So from the restart... Game ball in dispute. Nance gone, burrowing her way under. Got a little handball out. Now, Southern Saints do well, but it falls into the lap of Zanketa. Her little handball back towards her target. Ball fishes its way out towards Kendra Heil. She's wrapped up as soon as she wins a football. Zanketa went in there to try to grab it, but the Southern Saints can flick it out the back. Woodward, she's wrapped up by Nance Gorn. Is that a free kick in the back? It is. So the Southern Saints can relieve a little bit of pressure here, and they get a free kick across centre-half back. For the Saints, they've got it. Ball in hand. Pierce Deltari from the Sandy Dragons. Oh, dangerous kick into the middle. It'll work. The mark was taken by Nixon. Had to play on. Beautiful kick to Stewart. Saints back inside forward 50 with an open forward 50. It's Kearns and Crook. Kearns couldn't quite take it. Now she's got a couple to beat. That was a, an unlucky inadvertent toe poke that's gone out of bounds. And the Bombers are going to get a lucky break here at left half back with the ball in the hands of uh, Alexandra Morecambe. That was actually the Bombers' uh, first first quarter that they lost all season. They were 11 wins and a draw in terms of just the first quarter coming into today. So for the first time this season, they are behind at quarter time. As Mia Ray Clifford takes the mark, just backward of the wing, looking there for Marshall, just beyond her hands. Nixon back onto it, bouncing ball. Sit here nicely for Gentile. Off to Ryan, who copped a bit of a... Well, I thought that might have been a whistle for a push in the back, but instead she was, in fact, out of play. And so a ball in on the outer side into the uh, first two minutes of the second quarter here. Still the Southern Saints, 2-1-13, and Essendon one behind. Interesting to see as well, Erin. Um, I think Daniel Marshall sort of pushed up further afield. She was involved in that contest there across centre wing, so maybe potentially pushing up her up forward. Might that be a, a move they need to make, potentially? Quite possibly. I yeah. think maybe moving a few magnets around. Yeah. What I noticed then was uh, was Mia Ray Clifford. She took the mark, but gosh, it was the wrong the wrong side of the <laughs> centre half of the ground for her. Looks like Essendon are really struggling with their forward setup and being able to get it past St Kilda's defence at this stage. Erin so Mead on, on special comments for Wharf Radio. So, Zanketa. Ball falls now the way of Stewart for the Saints. She stepped her way through trouble, through the kick on the boot. It's all Bombers here, though. Taking the mark across half-back is Crook. Her kick to oh. the middle's a beauty as well. 
Renee Cherney. So quiet in that first term, yeah. although the Bombers didn't really have much play inside their forward half. Ball fell back to Cherney. She goes oh. towards forward 50. Kick just bounced off the chest of her target, which was Doonan. Trying to step her way through trouble. Ball towards the top of the square. Clifford is there, putting her opponent under pressure. Plenty of players around this one. It's around about 35 metres out from the Bomber goal. Clifford in there may have been taken without it. Umpire still hovering around. Marshall. She's been slung up forward now. Cherney went in there and laid a good tackle. And is that holding the ball? It is. Much better from the Bombers and Renee Cherney. As we said, quiet in that first term, those Bombers forwards, but uh, they're getting involved in the action early here, Erin. Yeah, spot on, Tierney. Um, some great efforts in the middle of the ground there. And also just a shout-out to Doonan. She already laid a huge tackle in the first 30 seconds, has got her hands on the ball a little bit now and is starting to look a little bit more lively. So the forwards uh, for the Bombers, I think they've finally just rocked up. A little bit like you, Paul, a little bit late <laughs> to the game. <laughs> Thank you very much. Renee Tierney, we know she's a noted goal kicker for this Bombers team towards the top of the square. Clearing kick by Nixon. Can they get a mark? here Lang may have just been nudged under the football well done by Anthony umpire said it was all legal big tackle laid there by Everest and we'll have it th uh, thrown in no it's just stayed in the field of play we'll have it tossed up right on the paint of 50 where the uh, boundary line meets the 50 arc 14 goals 10 this season for Renee Tierney I'm surprised she didn't have the journey on that kick then scoring from the stoppage to Nelda to Anthony is having a great first quarter and a bit. Kick didn't go too far. Might get it back here from Zanketa. And now she's been caught, Mariana Anthony, by her opposite number in Winnie Lang. Previously on the Carlton AFLW list. To play a game there for the Blues, unfortunately. Keep your eyes on uh, Winnie Lang today. Sorry to cut you off, Brent. Okay. She absolutely dominates here at Trevor Barker. She runs up and down the wings all day and can really impact both ends of the ground. Beck Neves goes down the line. Crunching the pack from the back was uh, Amelia Peck. We get a ball up right on centre wing. Love playing here, the Saints. 16-6 and six record. Haven't lost here this season. Started well here again today. Here goes Woodford. <laughs> Woodward and Nan Scorn. Woodward just tripped up over her own feet, I think. And now she's wrestling on the, uh, on the deck. The battle oh, continues between those two. Oh, it's going to be a great contest. Brazilian jiu-jitsu contest right there. <laughs> Fantastic. Good ruck battle going on as well between Nelda and Black. Handball for the Saints went only as far as Marshall, who went looking for Anthony, who knocked it into the space cleverly. Now she'll go and pick it up for the Bombers. This is good play from Mariana Anthony. Got a handball back to Marshall. Looking for Julian. The Dons have moved it all the way to half forward. In there for the Saints, trying to get it out of there. Might have been Charlotte Ryan. Flanagan now for the Saints. Just missed her teammate. Now picked up there by Radford, outside of the boot, top of the goal square, one-on-one, -on -one, off hands, and bouncing ball through for a behind. <laughs> it's another one for Essendon. Two behinds they are, trailing the Saints, 2-1-13, an 11-point ball game, six minutes gone in the second quarter here at Trevor Barker. Feels like this sort of goal end is uh, the scoring end today. I don't know if there's a downhill slope here at Trevor <laughs> Barker, but um, all the action is happening to the right of the ground here. So... From the restart, the kick in works its way up towards halfback for the Southern Saints. Cherney, she's been involved early in this second term. Kick inside, Lang's going to chop it off though. So Clifford stands the mark and looks like Lang's going to come up the guts here. That's where she goes. It's a dangerous kick. It's a three on one in oh, front of the Bombers. They geez. all collide between each other. Julian went in there, laid a big hit on Slater. Works its way inside 50 for the Bombers. Through with a big tackle. Pressure's gone up a notch here from the Bombers. She won't mind that, Chanel Slater, young lady from Lindale Football Club. Oh, she's as strong as nails, Slater. Kick, so. Kicked 34 goals 
in five games for Lindale last year. Very impressive from Slater. Incredible. Got one here early on today as well. As the Bombers uh, just starting to have the ball camped in their forward 50 here. They've just been a bit ragged, though, going inside forward 50. It's not going in with much purpose. Maybe this time as Anthony just jams it on the boot, looking to fall forward. Just caught at the back there. Tierney might find her way to the ball eventually. Goes in to apply a tackle. Just tightening the screws, the Bombers. Yep. Pressure's gone up. Yep. They're not too concerned about the margin and where it sits right now, but as long as it's down here and the Saints aren't scoring, they've given away a cheap free kick in the ruck contest. It's gone Sarah Black's way. The second most famous Sarah Black in the women's football circles. <laughs> Kick on wide to the outer side. I don't think anybody touched that, so it's going to be coming back through Alexandra Morecambe at left half forward for the Bombers. So Morecambe, she can pump the Bombers back inside 50, although she decides to go short. It wasn't the required 15. Radford back inside 450. It was off hands. Clifford laid the tackle on her opponent. Was that a throw? It yep. was. So another tackle inside 450 for the Bombers. And this time, it's Clifford. Yeah, she had this journey from this exact spot at Box Hill City Oval last Sunday. Let's see how she goes here. Again, speaking of no to goal kickers. Yeah. Yeah, Mia knows how to finish these ones off, so I'll be surprised if she misses this one. Could be my famous last words here. <laughs> Leave the mozzing to us, Erin. She's been a, a stalwart <laughs> of this Essendon team. Her kick, oh. it's going to make the distance, oh. and it's going to sail through for a sausage. A goal from Clifford. She gets the first for the Bombers. She gets her first of the day. And they get some reward for effort. Obviously, Brendan Major had a, a bit of a, a bit of, well, they copped a bit of a spray, I think, by the sounds of it. And they've come out and responded strongly here. one 2 eight, Southern Saints 2-1-13. Just under nine minutes gone in this uh, second term. And, well, Aaron, we said the pressure had gone up a notch and now they get the reward for it. Spot on. And I think... Just a thought on Mia Ray Clifford. Her experience and her skill set is pretty nice. I'm wondering if she'll nominate for the draft again and have another crack. Um, obviously, Essendon AFLW have got to have bolstered their forward line, but there might be a few other teams looking for some experienced forwards to come in. Yeah, that was goal number 17 for the season, Brent. Yeah, she was a little bit quiet last week, Mia Ray Clifford. She did kick a big goal in the uh, third quarter for the Bombers. Didn't see her do too much else outside of that. Here's Fogus, the former bomber. Handball to Stewart. And then to Hines, who was just bumped off the kick. A couple of bombers almost ran into one another. Numbers will win out here for Essendon. Handball forward from Eugle. Sanketa just trying to knock it on. Hines applying the pressure there for the Saints. And now Fogus has just knocked that one straight out of play. And the umpire says, throw it in between wing and left half, half forward for the Bombers. Who Guys, are... just a quick one down yes, on the Peter. boundary line. Yep. Uh, Hannah Stewart back out on the ground. Uh, you'll just notice that her left elbow is uh, taped up and she's just getting a little bit of attention to it while she was on the boundary earlier. Well, it'll be a big loss for the Saints if she misses uh, any time, really. Number one clearance player in the VFLW. Here's a clearance for Amelia Radford. In front there, Dicker. Couldn't take the mark, but trapped it well. Then had her kick smothered. Go back and have another go, Grace, at the top of the 50 for the Bombers. It's a good tackle in there by Grace Bucken. The two Graces go at it. I'm going to ball up 55 out from goal. Bombers just starting to press here in the second quarter. So Nalda went up to try to smack that forward and completely missed it. Now, is that in the back? Umpire's hovering. Now, the umpire off the ball's called it. Yeah. So, yeah, different interpretation from both of them. Non-controlling umpire calling that. So, Eugle, her kick inside, 450 oh, through the target. How good. Through the target. 
She nailed that target there. Just the connection between Yugel and Fru there was impressive. Very impressive. I think just timed the kick beautifully, Yugel, and Fru had that clear lead to mark it in front of goals. So Frederica Fru directly in front, 30 metres out. No problems at all. Bombers are in front, 2-2-14 to 2-1-13. Frederica Fru with her first. Mia Ray Clifford's got one, and the uh, Bombers forwards are going to work early in this second term, Erin. Yeah, definitely. And Frederica Fru just recently signed um, on the AFLW list at the Bombers and certainly deserves a spot. Her craft work in the forward line and her finish was beautiful. Good to open up that leading lane as well too. It was, as you said, the four craft fantastic. And again, the pressure building and they're getting reward for effort on the scoreboard now. Yeah, definitely. Essendon hit the front at the halfway mark of the second quarter. Goal number 28 on the season for Federica Fru. She would have left Box Hill City Oval last week feeling very disappointed. She kicked four behinds in that game. Stewart out of the middle, gave it to Stoltari, and now the captain, Jolliffe, onto it on the outer wing. Good-looking kick down the line in front of Beck Neves. He will gather and run away from Zanketa. Saints looking for a good response, and here's a good hit-up lead to Slater, who will turn and have a look inside 50 and see a relatively open forward 50 as well for the Saints. Kick out into the pocket, and here comes Kearns. Good spoil in from the back, came there from Everest. Picked up now by Morecambe, and a handball to Emily Everest, and a kick towards the outer side where it's all the Southern Saints. And She'll be coming back, intercepted just forward of the wing there. St Kilda leaving their forward line very open at the moment, almost a paddock in the middle for those leading lanes. Stoltari bombs one back in. Marshall spoiled her own teammate there in Morecambe. Essendon with numbers back. Barber has been quiet early on for the Bombers. Kick on the outside of the boot has gone out on the full. The Saints will take over just outside 50 at right half forward, of course. Uh, AFLW listed player Alana Barber for the Gold Coast Suns. Two games in the, the big league this season. So, free kick here to be taken by, it looks like Stewart, so she's back on the ground. Her kick towards oh. a pocket, big contest. He'll go up. Ball fishing its way along the boundary line. Handball back inside towards Woodward. Just had a really good battle with Georgia Nanscorn in this game and umpire crosses himself. We'll have it tossed up. Around about 45 out from the Southern Saints goal who... Have had their quarter time lead whittled away here. They trail by a point. 13 minutes gone in this second term. Stewart bumped her opponent off the football. Nance Gorn went in there as well. Woodward was in hot pursuit as she has been all day. And the boundary line wins out. We'll have it tossed in. Just another player to watch that I saw on the boundary line. She's obviously sitting out this season because she had a baby. Ashling Curley uh, was a 2019 Collingwood VFLW Premiership footballer. Uh, currently on the Saints list. Last played for them. She mentioned she might be pulling on the boots again next year. There we go. Peter with uh, great insight down there on the boundary. Peter Holden doing all the work for us. Nance gone there from the stoppage, though. Almost one possession. Ball in dispute here at the moment. Oh. Good tackle laid by the Bombers defenders. One of those was Barber. This mall continues around the football. Stewart underneath it, and we'll have it tossed up around about 25 to 30 metres out from the Southern Saints goal. They trail by a point. 13 plays, 14. 14 minutes gone in the second term. Saints in attack, but down by a point. Running onto it, Stewart dragged off the kick. Sends it towards the top of the goal square. Essendon player ran straight past it. Mopped up there by Julian, who got a handball to Morecambe. Morecambe just trying to kick it as far as she can to the outer side. Coming out hot there, but couldn't take the mark. It was uh, Kearns, or rather uh, Hines. Worked it back to 
Jolliffe, who had nothing to go to, and then coughed yeah. it up straight to Barber. Ball back in dispute now, though, as Barber's handball couldn't find anybody. And now the Saints are swarming. And we get a ball up between wing and right half forward for the uh, the Southern Saints, who are 2-1-13, trailing the Bombers 2-2-14. Nearly 15 minutes gone here in the second quarter at Trevor Barker Beach Oval. VFLW.TV and WARF Radio as well, 89.1 FM. Umpire goes over to pull a free kick out there for the Bombers, and it's everyone's favourite Canadian, Kendra Hyle, who wants to come into the corridor, just overcook the kick. Oh. Well, looking for Eugle, Winnie Lang coming the other way, just slipped over. Cormac, handball to Bucken, and then back to Cormac, right in the middle of Trevor Barker Beach Oval. Nance Scorn going back, couldn't quite take the intercept mark. Bombers with the numbers, it's a three-on-one. Going down low there, that was Hyle. Nance Scorn, clever, knocked it out. Oh, the umpire's penalised her for a throw. In fact, is it a free kick for a too high. high? Yeah, too right. high. Okay. Yep. And then Scorn with a free kick right at centre-half back for the Bombers. Reigning Lambert Pierce medalist, of course. And I tell you what, she'll be right in the thick of it to win that award again this season as well, Paolo. She will indeed, Brent. And uh, she transfers play towards the outer side. Oh. Drop mark. Southern Saints let in here, although they can re relieve a little bit of pressure through Heil. Her kick up towards centre wing. Marshall, the target, may have been pushed off it. Umpire said play on. Amelia Peck for the Southern Saints. Ball in dispute at the moment. They all sit underneath it. Marshall. Slung herself on the ball and forward of centre in this second term. Nance Gaunt to Zanketa. The umpire's calling a free kick. I think it may have been a holder either in the back. Either way, it'll be a free kick to Zanketa. And she's going to be called back on her mark. She wanted to move it quickly. She had a Hosking out there for the switch, but umpire's called her back. Eugle making a lead. She ignores that. She goes long instead up the line. I mean, not the best of kicks. It's two, oh. two on one in favour of the Southern Saints. Ball just bounced away from Frederica Frew. Look out. Stoltari had to move the ball quickly. She did. Up towards centre wing. Off hands it was. Yep, and it'll be tossed in. So just the attacking side of the wing for the Southern Saints. I'll be happy with this response, the Saints, Erin. I think so. You talked about that pressure gauge really going up here. It's getting a little messy, but I think I'm actually enjoying the contest of everyone wanting to get their hands on it first. Ball in, centering out of side. Of course, these two teams tracking for the finals and a good test to come on the eve of the finals as uh, Marshall, I think that was in the ruck, knocked it down. Essendon to go inside 50. Doonan kicking that one in the Clifford direction, but good defending back there by the Saints. Lang, beautiful kick out of the back line. And running onto it to take the mark at left half back for the Southern Saints. He's the former Collingwood Premiership player at this level, Grace Bucken. Former Casey Demon as well last year. Buckins kicks a turnover, unfortunately, gone straight down the throat of uh, Alexandra Morecambe. Runner-up in the best and fairest last year. Back down the line, she goes. Punched away there by Hines. Coming straight on off the bench was Anthony for the Bombers, who sent it back to half-forward. Clifford playing in front. Got a kind bounce. Screwed a kick around the corner. Here's trouble. Doonan to run on it for the Bombers. Jolliffe right there. Got to use the boundary line as her ally. Did really well, the Saints captain. But Doonan kept it in. Anthony from the impossible angle. Couldn't score anything. Worth a go. Why not? Put your name up in lights. Out on the full and nothing added to the scoreboard. In Looks fact, like it might have been, yeah, out of play. Touched, touched out of bounds. Touched ah. off the boot. So a ball in at the teeth of goal for the Bombers who lead by one point into the final two minutes of the opening half here at Trevor Barker Beach Oval. So we'll have it tossed in. It'll be, again, Black and Nelda to do battle in the ruck. Now, oh. umpire has called a free kick. It's a hold. Now, who's this going to? Looks like it's a going to Nalda. Yep. A ruck infringement, yep. yeah. So, Nalda. See if she has the journey from here. Kicking her, her length in her kicking is probably not her strong suit. 
If I was Mia Ray Clifford, I would be staying right that's, there on the goal line. That's the big question. Yeah, she's had four disposals, 21 hitouts in this game. <laughs> and her kick to the top of the square is marked by Clifford. And she's going to run around and kick a goal. So her second of the day, second of the second term, Bombers go to 3-2-14, the Southern Saints 2-1-13. Clifford's got a couple. Bombers forwards getting involved in this second quarter. First versus fourth. It's a cracker here at Trevor Barker Beach Oval. And, uh, well, the Bombers are uh, responding well to the urgings of uh, Brendan Major at uh, of quarter time, Erin. They, uh, they needed to flick the switch, and they have indeed. They certainly have. I think um, what we can see is just that experience coming out of the forward line. It's, it's really obvious at the moment. Um, St Kilda defence doing okay to hold the fort. I think Deanna Joel of this quarter has really been the strong point for Saints. Um, she played midfield a little bit last year for Saints but made the move to halfback this year and I think she's really great at just steadying the ship back there for St Kilda for their back line. So let's see if she can get her hands on the ball uh, in the last 30 seconds here. So it's a three goal second quarter for the Bombers that has them back in front. Nelda into the ruck who won that free kick inside forward 50 a moment ago. She won it down. Saints just trying to scrap it forward. They would desperately love a late one. Ryan, handball to Woodward, who's gone a little bit quiet. Kicked it straight to Nelda, who just had to get it going forward for the Bombers. Out come Dicker, couldn't get it. Back onto it now, Charlotte Ryan. Handball to Neves, who slams one towards half forward. Oh, DeAngelis, no mark. The front on uh, free kick paid there. And DeAngelis... Thinks she might be not with in her range, unfortunately. <laughs> She'd have to kick that one all of 70 metres, and so no late opportunity for the Saints. But a really good response in that second quarter. They heeded the advice of coach Brendan Major, and so it's three-goal, one second quarter for the Bombers. The Southern Saints, no score, and they have turned a 12-point quarter-time deficit into a seven-point lead at the half. Erin Mead, rather impressive. Yeah, rather impressive quarter. Good comeback from Essendon. Looking at the stats, it wasn't a huge quarter of, of possession. And I think both coaches must have gone in there with going, you know what, surge the ball forward and get on the board. Again, something right of screen here. It must be the scoring and it's a little bit of a magnet <laughs> end here. So I'll be interested to see how both teams come out after halftime. I think the one thing I noticed too was that, do you, do you think, Erin, that Essendon would want to be keeping the ball live and, and keep keeping that running game going. I think that's what really worked well for them in that second term. And I think the Southern Saints would want that lock the ball inside their forward half, continue to create stoppage. I think that's how they were scoring their goals in the first term. Yeah, absolutely. Causing those stoppages by the Saints team allows their midfields to reset, yep. get the cavalry to arrive and then go from there. When you look at the powerhouses in the midfield of Essendon, of course they want to keep that ball live because they've got those skills to get around it. Bombers in front at the main break, but the Saints not out of this one by any means. It's Essendon 3-2-20, leading the Southern Saints 2-1-13. Let's go down I, I, and get some thoughts from Peter. I was actually going to say, I've just got a quick question for Erin. Since you predicted perfectly that Nelda would hit Mia Ray Clifford <laughs> on the goal line, do you know the margin of the federal election tonight? Because I just want to get on Bet the Lux. Yeah, good plug, Pete. Very well done. Get Very well done. Yeah, exactly. Always. I'll have a tip for you later. Maybe, <laughs> maybe after we get back from the break, mate. I'll have a tip for you. Just quickly, the goal kickers for the Bombers. Two to the co-captain, Mia Ray Clifford, and one to Federica Fru. For the Saints, singles, Olivia Flanagan and Chanel Slater. Half-time here, Trevor Barker, Beach Oval, round 13 VFLW action. Sir Doug Nichols round, of course, and it's the Dons who lead the Saints at the main break by seven points. We'll be back for the second half in a little while. Even when everything is going great, the black dog of depression can sneak up on you. You're not alone. One in seven Australians are feeling just like you. But there is hope available. 
The Black Dog Institute provides information on diagnosis, treatment and prevention of mental illnesses like depression, bipolar disorder and anxiety. If the black dog is hounding you, visit blackdoginstitute.org.au for real help and support. Black Dog Institute. Putting health in mind. Bored in retirement? Join Probus. If you want more out of retirement, join your local Probus Club and start having fun with like-minded people. Probus Clubs are non-fundraising and purely social, so all they do is concentrate on enjoying retirement. There are hundreds of Probus Clubs, with new ones opening almost every month. So find a Probus Club near you today by visiting probussouthpacific.org or calling 1300 630 488. Probus, new lease of life. If you're after the most comprehensive coverage on women's football across Australia, then look no further than Rookie Me Central. Formerly Draft Central, Rookie Me Central has news and reviews, podcasts, videos, and much, much more on all the state leagues across the country, including the VFL Women's and NAB League Girls. Find out why everyone turns to Rookie Me Central for their women's football content. Follow Rookie Me Central on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at Rookie Me Central. Storms are Australia's most costly natural disaster. Getting prepared now is the best way to protect people and to minimise damage to your property. Keep your gutters, downpipes and drains clear and stash any loose items in yards or on balconies. Trim any trees and branches hanging too close to your house and keep your roof in good repair. For emergency help, call the SES on 132500. Oh, hi, I'm Maria from Sesame Street. And Elmer's Elmer. And we're here to talk about driveways. Driveways can be dangerous for children. Or little red monsters. So it's important for parents to always watch their children around them. Yeah, driveways are for cars, not for play. That's right, Elmo. Play only in safe places away from driveways because people in cars may not see you. Uh, Elmo sees you, Maria. Tag, you're in. Oh, here I come, Elmo. <laughs> Remember, driveways are like roads. Always supervise, separate, and see. Learn more at kidsafevic.com.au. Been playing for a while Sweet kicks Cause footy makes you smile Sweet kicks football If you're getting ready for the trials Gotta go the extra mile Sweet kicks football hearing that sweet sound when you kick the ball? Need to develop your footwork or explosive speed? Want to take the next step in your footy career? Then you need Sweet Kicks. More info on our Facebook page or go to our website sweetkicksfootballacademy.com.au Gotta go the extra mile Sweet Kicks Football Every day, in many ways, the Royal Flying Doctor Service takes the finest care to Australia's furthest corners so that all Australians can enjoy the best of health. The Royal Flying Doctor Service has been taking care of Australians for over 80 years. But we still need your help to continue providing emergency rescue and essential health care to remote and rural communities. Make a donation or become a supporter and help keep the Flying Doctor flying. 
Girls, I'm Jess. And I'm Lisa from the Veronica is for Rad. Recording artists, actors and athletes against drink driving. What does it mean to be a designated driver? It means you're the friend who's agreed not to drink, not the person who's had the least to drink. It's cool to do and it shows you care about your friends. If you screw up just once, then your life changes forever. Face it, their lives are in your hands. So why don't you and your friends take it in turns to be the designated driver when you go out? You'll make the road safer for all of us. What do you listen to while you wait for the next VFLW game on Wharf Radio? Do you long for the days when radio stations played music that you knew without a barrage of ads and announcers that always want to be the main attraction? Welcome to Turn Back Time Radio, formerly GoRadio.live. We're here 24 hours a day, every day of the year, playing the very best music from the past 70 years. Songs you know, songs you want to sing along with. You can listen at www.turnbacktime.radio or better still by downloading the free Turnback Time Radio app for your Apple or Android device. Turnback Time Radio. Great music, great times. It's radio as it should be. Hi, I'm Frances Peters Little, daughter of legendary singer Jimmy Little. My dad was just like everyone else with chronic kidney disease. He fought it hard for years, but eventually it took his life. My dad would want you to know that kidney disease affects about 60,000 of our mob, but worse still, 9 out of 10 people don't even know they have it. So, even if you don't think you have any health issues, do yourself and your family a favour and ask your doctor or local AMS to check your kidneys. Hi, I'm Vanessa Lowe, long jump gold medalist and world record holder. When I was 15, I was waiting to catch my train. In a split second, my life changed. As the train arrived, the crowd surged forward. I was too close to the platform edge, lost my balance and fell into the path of the oncoming train. I was in a coma for two weeks and it took two years to walk again. So please, stand back, look up and stay rail safe. The commentary of the game you're currently listening to is from the volunteers at Women's Australian Rules Football Radio. Founded in 2014, WARF Radio is not just here to provide a professional call the women's game deserves, but also provide important experience for those wanting a career in sports media. If you're a past or present women's footballer or coach or a media student and you'd like to give football commentary a try, visit warfradio.com and click on volunteer. That's warfradio.com and click on volunteer. It's women's Aussie rules, they're doing what they love. They're fast and tough, don't mess with them because they can get rough. Are you ready for the challenge? Are you ready for the match? It's the call of the game. It's the VFL Women's Match of the Day. It's a good one on WARF Radio and VFLW.TV as well from Trevor Barker Beach Oval under blue suburban skies and at half time it's Essendon 3-2-20 leading the Southern Saints 2-1-13. If you've joined us late, it was actually the Saints who are 
Well, they jumped out of the blocks, didn't they? They did indeed, uh, Brent, two, yes. Two-goal yes. opening quarter, 2-1-13 to the Bombers. One behind at the first break, and then at the main break, of course, it is the Bombers by 7.8. Three-goal to zero. Second quarter has the Bombers in the ascendancy at the main break. Brent Sternberg, Paul Sebastiani, Peter Holden down on the boundary, and the Williamstown captain, Aaron Mead, here as well. Quickly, the goal kickers for the Bombers again. Mia Ray Clifford with a pair, and Federica Fru with one. So their big, hulking forwards are getting on the scoreboard getting early, involved. Paul. And for the Saints, Olivia Flanagan and Chanel Slater with one apiece. Will we get some of the uh, stats from the opening yeah, half? Yeah, disposal getters. Yes, uh, leading disposal getters on the ground. Now, Hannah Stewart, Peter, mentioned that she did come off and had that, uh, I think it was a left elbow taped up, but she's worked her way up to 14 disposals. And uh, then it's all bombers, basically. Uh, Mariana Anthony with 12, uh, Radford with 11, Zanketa with 10, Morecambe with 9, and Pia Staltari. I believe she was the late in. Uh, is that correct, Brent? Yeah, late in. She's worked her way up to 9 disposals as well so uh, well it was a one-way traffic in that uh, second term Aaron uh, we're just looking at the clearance numbers too uh, the hitouts have gone the way of Essendon and I think Brent you mentioned too that their hitouts to advantage were last or their hitouts um, per game this year were, yeah, were not, ranked last in the league. Not hit-outs to advantage, just yeah, hit-outs, hit-outs in total. Yep. Yeah, they have completely just disregarded the ruck this year, the Bombers, because they just know that Nan Scorn and Radford are probably just going to win the clearances yep. anyway. Just quickly, I should have mentioned this in the first half, Chloe Sultry was named in the team for the Saints. She is the one that is okay. out, so yep. that was the lady in Pia yep. Staltari. But uh, I just, having a look in that second quarter, Aaron, I just think, and, and it's reflected in the fact that most of the top ball-getters are in the uh, the red of Essendon and they just looked like they started to work a little bit harder around the middle of the ground and then also when the ball pushed forward as well. Yeah, you, you're exactly right. I think um, the likes of Zanketa and Nanscorn getting their hands on the ball for, first and just surging the ball forward um, and Frederica Fru, her, her craft in the forward line mm. alongside Mia Ray Clifford and Doonan, their work has been um, pretty much unstoppable. Interesting you were saying that um, the Essendon midfields have been able to get their hands on the ball first. There are nine Saints players that are yet to lay a tackle in this yeah. game. So I think that speaks volumes that, hey, Essendon are getting their hands on the ball, but but we're probably letting them letting mm. them get to the ball first. Let's go down to Peter Holden on the boundary line. Got some around the ground scores for you. Two games yes. uh, kicked off at 11am this morning. Down at Icon Park, Casey, 3-3-21 league, Carlton Donuts. Um, <laughs> and at Box Hill City Oval. Now, this is the eyebrow raiser. Yeah. We, we were all expecting Darabin probably to get beaten handily by the Hawks and, and that would knock them out of the finals race. But we're past the halfway mark of the first quarter. Quarter, and the Hawks only lead two behinds to zip. If Darabin can pull off an upset here, they are live as a finals chance going into next week. Well, I know a lot of people look at that game and think it's a dead rubber. It is not. If Darabin can win, then the finals race is still well and truly open. So effectively, the top six can be sewn up today if Hawthorne beat Darabin and then if the Bulldogs who look to have turned the corner in the final month of the season beat North Melbourne and then Collingwood win then the top six will be set yep and of course you've got on afl.com.au coming up at 3.30 uh, Collingwood and Port Melbourne we're anticipating a Collingwood victory and we should mention that would mean we'd go into the final round where everyone's eyes are on Collingwood Geelong if Collingwood beat Geelong that's it it's all over Collingwood in the finals if Geelong beat Collingwood next week, North Melbourne are alive if they win today, and Darabin would be alive if they win today. 
We didn't think that Darabin would be any chance in that game, no. the way that the Hawks are going. But, uh, well, Maybe. they've actually just kicked their first goal. I'm looking at the app. It's just updated. Damn Let's try and find out. Jessie Williams, who we barely saw last week. She Eat. kicked a big last quarter goal. She's got the Hawks away there. 1-2-8 they are leading Darabin yet to score. So, well, we saw the Bombers, uh, you know, after that contest against the Hawks last week, start slow. Uh, here today. Maybe think, the Hawks, a bit of the same thing. I think Darabin as well. I mean, it's just so hard to wrestle back the momentum. What have they lost now? Five in a row? Yes, yeah, something lost, like just, that. It's yeah, hard yeah, to yeah. wrestle back that momentum. So, look, if they can pinch a result, it's it's game on. And I think, I think from a neutral, I think you want that. You want there to be a, a hot race to, to, you know, to wrap up those final spots. But, uh, yeah, five, five losses in a row from the position they were in. Not not the greatest, but no. uh, they need a pinch off, uh, pinch off a result down there at Box Hill City Oval. Paul Sebastiani, would yes. you like some good news? I would love some good news. Well, the Blues <laughs> just kicked their first goal against Casey. So the margin's gone back go. to 21 points heading towards quarter time there. Half time here at Trevor Barker Beach Oval. It's uh, the Bombers by seven points as we see the Bomber girls uh, keen to go in the middle. Saints players just uh, making their way to their positions now. I wonder where this game goes from here. We mm. did see a very topsy-turvy contest when these two teams played earlier this year, albeit at the hangar and there was a breeze going uh, to the right of screen that day. It's been a bit of a topsy-turvy, uh, topsy-turvy first half already with both teams dominating each quarter. So interesting to see where this one goes from here with the Bombers 3-2-20 leading the Southern Saints 2-1-13 as we're just about set to go for quarter number three. Brent Sternberg, Paul Sebastiani, Aaron Mead and Peter Holden on the boundary. Here's Paul Sebastiani to get you underway. So back underway here, second half action. Nelda won the tap down. Nance Gorns and Kidder around the football again for the Bombers. Nance Gorn, she worked her way through trouble. Wobbly kick up towards centre half forward. Jenny the target getting involved early now. Her kick, a left-footed grubby kick towards around about 30 metres out from the Bombers' goal. Southern Saints defenders do well to lock this one up. And we'll have it tossed up. 30 to 35 metres out from the Bombers' goal. We're yet to get a goal towards this end of the ground. So tap out one. Stewart got the clearing kick. Bombers can potentially reload here. Ball didn't really fall the way there. I think it was of Morecambe. She went back in there to try to fetch it. Nance Gorn sharked the handball out to Nalda. Her handball towards Anthony. Kick inside, forward 50. The target is Di Donato. She's around the footy, laying a tackle there on McLean. Anthony went back in there for the Bombers. Ball falls away now of Radford. She's in hot pursuit of the football. Went the other way. Tried to go back inside Ford 50. Nance on the target as well. May have been taken without it. Umpire said it was all legal. Southern Saints get a clearing kick through Ebony Nixon. Nearly a mark. Good fist away there from Hosking. Out of sight here. Boundary line may potentially win out. Bombers try to keep it alive. Hosking went in there. She was wrapped up. Got a handball out. Ball one back by Ryan. Her kick around the bodies one. Southern Saints do well defensively though. Fogus was in there for the Southern Saints. Couldn't win the handball out. Good tackle laid, and we'll have it. To- we'll have it tossed in. Hot contest early. We've gone a minute and a half in this third term. And of course, just back on that Hawthorne and Darabin game. If Darabin can somehow pull off the upset of the season, that'd be a big blow for the Hawks, who still have their sights on the minor premiership. They'll be barracking for the Saints in this one, no doubt, as Lang's dragged down from behind by Nan Scorn. Ball come free somehow. Clifford couldn't pick it up. Paul Sebastiani can't quite believe it. Lord. Oh, going in hard there, Stewart, for the Saints. She's been uh, penalised for holding on. 
Oh no, she's got a free kick in fact for holding the ball. It was actually Sarah Black who's going to get her first disposal of the game. That's not a great one. Kicked it to Mariana Anthony. He's been terrific. Kicking towards the uh, forward pocket. Did really well there. Nixon getting in late with the spoil. Looking for Octavia Di Donato. And get a ball in about 50 around from the Bombers goal at right half forward. Stop, rewind. That was the biggest holding the ball I've ever seen. Yeah, I would have thought so too. <laughs> rewind the tackle, but not to worry. Well, now we do have a whistle holding on in the ruck. They've been pretty keen to pay for he kicks in the ruck today, the umpires. This one's going to Simone Nalda, who is absolutely dominating the uh, the ruck contest. 22 hitouts in that first half. How about that for a spot-up kick? But Nixon again in from the back. Not only punched it away, but it was as good as a kick. It went about 30 metres and cleared the back 50 for the uh, Saints. Now over it is Woodward. Wrapped up there and maybe taken high, in fact. Umpire comes across and says, yes, free kick, Alana Woodward, who wants to get things moving on. But too quickly, Alana. Got to go back uh, around on the mark. Just got it backward as the wing on the outer side. Former Richmond AFLW listed player for the Saints. We, so, sorry, we spoke at the break in. about Danielle Marshall. She, she's floated onto the wing. She's floated into the ruck. She's starting full back on Slater now. So interesting to see Brendan Major throw the magnet around a little bit and try her in some different positions. Herod Mead on the special comments. Williamstown captain. So... The ball has worked its way back here towards uh, the outer side. Half back for the Southern Saints. They work it up the wing, Ebony Nixon. So she's taking her time here. Now she drives this left foot ball up towards. It's a two-on-one in front of the Bombers. Ball fell out the back. The target was Slater for the Southern Saints. They shark out a little handball. In there for the Southern Saints was Black. And uh, ball still in the spute. Stewart is around there for the Southern Saints. They're going to potentially go inside forward 50. That's where the kick goes. Bombers have got the numbers. Kendra Heil, little handball back. It was okay. Julian with a kick. It's a dangerous one. Pressure on from the Southern Saints. Little spin out of trouble there from Cormac. Bombers defenders do okay to stop that foray forward by the Southern Saints and the umpire hovers. And we'll have it tossed up around about 30 to 35 metres out. Southern Saints still trail by seven points. No change to the half-time margin. It's the Bombers by seven. Nelda and Slater again in the ruck. Nelda, as she's done all day, knocked it straight down. And the Bombers will come out here at half-back through Joanne Doonan in the direction of Tierney. He's trying to protect the space. Bucken lost her footing slightly. Tierney now just wobbles one inside 50. Hines got to go and beat a couple of Bombers who are coming for her and coming quickly. Clifford's got her. Good tackle there by Mia Ray Clifford. Didn't want the ball to come free. It does not. And we get a ball up inside the right forward pocket. And the Bombers have gone from coast to coast in the blink of an eye. And they're going in search of their fourth goal in a row. And we'll have a stoppage here. Deep in attack for the Dons. The Ruck's come a long way to get to that ball. Can Zanketa run onto this one? She'll pick it up. Handball here looking for Radford, who's got plenty of time and space. Eventually closed down by Stewart. Somehow got boot to ball there, Radford. Going to have a couple of goes here. Ryan for the Saints. Trying to get a handball to a teammate who was under the pump immediately by Grace Dicker. The ball's only moved all of about 10 metres and still it's the Bombers in the right forward pocket who will have a ball up. Five and a half minutes gone in the third quarter here. Listening on WARF radio and watching on VFLW.TV as well as Nelda sends a long ball down towards the teeth of goal. Well done there by, uh, I think that was Capsalis in front of her Essendon opponents and knock it out of play. And we'll get a ball in this time in the right forward pocket for Essendon. We will indeed. So... 
are we eventually going to get a goal towards this uh, this city end of the ground? I think that's a question everyone's asking. It feels like it is building, <laughs> slowly but surely. Essendon yeah, have locked this ball in their front half. Cherney may be taken high. She's wrapped up and we'll have another stoppage. Watch for Zanketta around these contests here. She's very crafty as well when she's in close to the ball. You'll see her in the bright blue boots. She's hovering around this stoppage. Nance Gordon may have been taken without it. So ball flicks its way out from the stoppage. Dicker's around there for the Bombers too. He's trying to lend a hand to a teammate who was wrapped up. Good pressure by the Southern Saints to get this away from a super dangerous spot. Guys, just got... a quick one down on the boundary yeah, line. Yeah, uh, yeah. Pia Soltari for the Saints currently undergoing a concussion test. Okay, keep an eye on that, Peter. So Mia Ray Clifford paddled the ball out in front of herself. Umpire nearly got in the way there. Little handball back by the Saints defenders and now they can figure it out towards halfback. Kick out by uh, Ryan. He's going to go over the boundary line and out of play and it'll come back for the Bombers. The Lassur rule taking effect. Seven minutes gone here in the third term. Again, no change to the halftime score. 3-2-20, the Bombers. Southern Saints, 2-1-13. Kick inside, forward 50. Almost a mark there to Hines. She went back with the flight. Clifford was there for the Bombers. She's hovering around this one. Southern Saints can clear it, but it's going to come back likely through Danielle Marshall. Marshall's actually left it there for her teammate. That was uh, Morecambe. Oh, Barber, not a great handball, and it's taken by Cormac, and here they come, the Saints. It's come to the Angelus, who will kick for an open goal square. No one within Kui. Bouncing ball into the square, getting back there first for the Bombers. It'll be young Everest, who's oh. knocked it through for a behind, and the umpire says, I'm going to allow it. Oh, no pressure. What say Aaron Mead? That could have been a contentious oh. uh, call there from the umpire, but benefit oh. of the doubt. Wow, so another behind for the... Uh, Saints, they go to 2-2-14, Essendon 3-2-20, Bombers have moved it to the outer side. They've got some numbers as well, although it's a bit of an untidy kick. It's the Bombers by an even goal as Radford comes back into the middle. Courtney Eugle takes the mark. There is an Essendon player down just off the play. Umpire not calling time off just yet. Eugle short to Zanchetta. Probably should be having time off, I think, umpire. The Essendon player hasn't moved. We'll try and pick up on who that is in just a moment. So Zanchetta down to half forward. Tinney in from the side, got the spoil, then went in to apply a tackle. It's a good one. Ball spilt free, but the umpire calls for it. Looks like Julian down yeah. with the trainers there. Looks, I think she was holding the back of it. I think she's holding her ankle, potentially, yes. the yeah. back of it. So we now have uh, time off as the umpire has spotted Nicole Julian, who's down at centre-half back for Essendon. She's up on her feet, but can't put any weight on that right leg. Yeah, it looks like a lower lower leg injury on that right side there, which is a shame for Nicole Julian because she's having a stellar game at the moment. Good last week as well. 14 disposals against the Hawks across half-back. Young uh, lady from Melbourne Uni. I'm not sure we'll be seeing Nicole Julian again in this contest, and we hope that that's nothing serious, of course, with the finals just around the corner and Essendon going to be a, a, big, a big player. Ball up in the middle of the ground, just forward to centre for the Bombers. Anthony couldn't get it. Whole stack of players go after the football. It stacks on the mill in there, and we'll get a ball up just forward of centre for the Saints. Essendon 3-2-20, leading the Southern Saints 2-2-14. Nine and a half minutes gone in quarter number three here at Trevor Barker. Nalda slapped it down from the ruck contest. Zanketa was a target. Frederica Fru in there as well for the Bombers. Zanketa went back in, and the umpire's going to call a holding free kick. Looks like it's going to go the way of Winnie Lang. So Lang, she's got a couple of targets towards this broadcast side. Nelda sitting under it, though. 
set a fantastic game and the umpire is going to call a high free kick so oh, it's going to go the way of Marshall that's interesting because Marshall was actually blocking for Nelda to, to take the mark and then Marshall ended up getting the free and uh, well, we know she's got a thumping kick on her and she kicks towards oh. half four the Ooh. kick was okay fell out the back of the contest Joloff was in there. She started on the bench in this quarter, making her way back down in the fence for the Southern Saints. She's going to be needed. That's a high free kick. Given away by Dicker, and the free kick will go the way of the Southern Saints. So they can relieve a little bit of pressure here from fullback. Nixon with a high up and under kick. Nalda sat under it. Ball fell out the back of the contest. Peck picked it up, was tackled immediately, trying to wrestle her way through trouble. Just got the handball away. Anthony in there. This all across centre wing here, broadcast side. Marshall wrapped up immediately and will have it tossed up. She's in between a Saint sandwich. With Amelia Peck to, and Woodward. I'm sorry, Paul. We might go down to Peter Holden. Have yep. you been watching Nicole Julian down there, Peter? At the moment, they haven't been paying any attention to her injury. The physios have just walked away for a moment while she's in tears, so it's pretty oh, serious. Man. There's also a Saints player getting their ankle taped up. We'll have that for you in a second. Okay, so it looks like both teams just dealing with some uh, injuries on the sideline. Pia Staltari for the Saints and Nicole Julian for the Bombers. Ball up, neutral territory. You heard the slap as both Ruckman got a tap to that one. <laughs> Looks like Saints are going back to that that stoppage style yep. play just mm -hmm. to to assess it and and I guess reset at those stoppages. Oh, Woodward a fantastic handball to the running Lang kick towards half forward. Neves trying to knock it forward for the Bombers. Doing well here, the Southern Saints worked it all the way up to the 50 without really a disposal. Now they're going to get a free kick for in the back. Surely as Courtney Ugal just a little bit. Overzealous there, but definitely a free kick. And Pia Stoltari, who's back out there now for the Saints, so looks like she's passed that concussion test. Kicking into a massive Essendon players crook from out of the defensive goal square. Nice looking kick as well. And Alana Barber, she is a sensational player. This young lady can do it all and a nice overhead mark taken at left half back for the Bombers. And, uh, she's calling her teammates to run towards a boundary and give her a target. Fru was there, off hand, Zanketa, handball inside. Back towards Barber, and she's going to just throw this one on her boot. It's a tumbling kick oh, well, up towards yeah. Clifford. Strong mark in front of her opponent, Gentile. She plays on immediately. Kick out the back, and she's got Eugle. She's got time and space if the ball sits up for her. It's inside 50. She runs to 30, runs to 25. Shot on goals across the face. It's going to go out of bounds on the full, not even register a score. And Aaron, I think that's the way the Bombers have wanted to play it. Fast, keeping the ball live on transition, and that's when they've looked their most dangerous. You could see as soon as Mia took that mark there that she had Nan Scorn running on the inside, and she looked longer for Eugle running off the back line. Oh, gee, sorry, Aaron Buckham with a dangerous oh. kick to Neves, who luckily took the mark, and then the handball set Amelia Peck a task. Turnover. Bombers are onto it. Zanketa off to Heil, who's got all sorts of numbers to kick to, and it drops in the lap of Danielle Marshall, who marks 40 out from goal right in front. And that looked doomed from the start, that play there from the Saints. It did. Buckin tried to bite off a little more than she could chew there. We know Danielle Marshall has quite a thumping boot on her, so let's see if she's got the journey for this one. I was just going to say, Brent, I reckon she might be a Monty to kick this. Oh, there we go. Danielle Marshall, who kicked her first goal in the red and black last week for the Bombers when we thought oh. they were home. Oh. Whistle off the ball. And what are they doing? It's a reverse... Been a free kick plucked out in the goal square and they're reversing it here, the umpires, and so we won't get a shot for goal. It's a free that, kick to Rebecca Neves. Peter, did you see that one? That's a fair dinkum coach killer because <laughs> Danielle Marshall can easily kick yeah. from that distance. Well, oh, I should be filthy at that, I think. Just when Paul Sebastiani <laughs> said it was a Monty. <laughs> I tell you what. Don't back my tip today, Pete. <laughs> Neves, the beneficiary of the free kick, comes out to 
Jolliffe at right half back, kick down the line over the head of Nan Scorn. Slater there for the Saints, a bullet handball to Woodward, oh, who took one high. Was brave there, Woodward. She ran straight into a wall of red Essendon jumpers. And now the Saint is going to have a free kick right on the centre wing. Trailing by a goal. 14 and a bit minutes gone in the third quarter at Trevor Barker Beach Oval. Hugging the boundary line. It'll work. Although Capsalis, just the juggling mark not completed. Slaps her hands in frustration. And a ball in just full to the wing on the broadcast side for the Bombers. Guys, just an update with uh, the injuries on the boundary line. Nicole Julian, they're actually focusing on her right calf at the moment. And also Charlotte Ryan for the Saints. They were just taping up her ankle. So... From the restart, ball fell out the back of the ruck contest. Capsalis won the footy, wrapped up as soon as she won it, holding the ball. Bombers free kick across half back. Free kick will go the way of Nance Gaunt. Nance Gaunt looking to go inboard here. With Trevor Barker being a short ground, you'd be silly not to take it on. In exactly the right, exactly right. And it is turnover, turnover City though, Jolliffe. Flicks out the handball back. Kick skewed off the side of the boot. And now Zanketa's in. She goes to a one-on-one. through. Oh. did really well. Worked her opponent under the footy. Closes from 35 metres out. And kicks a magnificent goal. Amazing effort from Frederica Fru there. Just knowing when to use her size over her defender. Opened up the backspace behind her and could run onto an easy shot on goal. So Essendon 4-2-26. The Southern Saints stuck on 2-2-14, 15 and a half minutes gone in this third term. And, well, that is pure forward craft there, Erin. She, as you said, used her body intelligently. And how about the finish as well? Stellar finish. We're starting to see Bombers warm up a little bit here. This is this is the Essendon that we know and love from this season. They were quiet in that first quarter, but it's going to be difficult for the Saints to, to grind their way back from here. So four goals in a row for the Bombers, and they've got the break on the Saints. Closing in on three-quarter time, yeah. and they come walking out of the middle again, Essendon. Zanketa inside, 50, one-on-one. -on -one. Brilliant from Tierney on the boot. Back towards the goal square. Frew in front, no mark. Did well at the back, McLean. Frew trying to knock it clear. They've got the numbers here, the Bombers. Saints just trying to hold on. They don't want to concede another one. Well done, Georgia McLean. Wrapped up. Holds it up at the top of the goal square. Essendon just threatening to put this one away as we head towards the final break. Ball up at the teeth of goal. Nelda knocked it down. Threw out the oh. back off the deck. Touched oh. off the boot and she's denied a fantastic <laughs> goal. Former soccer player, of course, Federica Fruit. Denied only by the desperate attempts on the last line of defence for the Saints. And another behind for Essendon. 4-3-27. They lead the Southern Saints 2-2-14. 13-point ball game. Getting on here in quarter number three, Paul. So... The resulting kick in here to be taken by Jolliffe, the Southern Saints captain. She drives this one to a one-on-one -on -one important battle, 2 be one Off hands, Everest laid the tackle. Good tackle as well. Oh. Laid on Kearns and the umpire crosses himself. We'll have it tossed up. The Bombers have really been the better team since quarter time. 17 minutes gone in the third term. It'll be Nalda to do battle in the ruck. Another hit out for her. She'd be working her way up to 30 hit outs. Big tackle laid by Zanketa. And the umpire's going to call a free though. It's against Dicker. So in the back free kick will go the way of the Southern Saints. Kick out wide here from Fogus. Good mark. Taken right in front of us here by Capsalis. Standing the mark is Alana Barber. So Capsalis goes up the line. Target is pecked just through her hands. Couldn't take the mark. Do well defensively here, the Bombers, although trying to shark her way through. Trouble with Stewart. They end up flicking the ball out of the contest. Kick forward by Flanagan. 
She's already kicked a goal today. Stewart could potentially get on the end of it. May have been a hold there in favour of the Bombers' defenders. Anketa burrowing her way through. Anthony in there laying a tackle. It's about 40 to 45 metres out from the Southern Saints goal. Yet to kick a goal since quarter time. Clearing Ooh. kick. They might get the opportunity now through the hands of Neves. Bombers defenders do well. Zanketa hovering around it. Jolifont's holding the ball. Umpire's going to come in and cross himself. We'll have it tossed up 49 metres out from the Southern Saints goal. Nearly a minute and a half to, re to go in this third term. It's 2-2-14 to the Bombers, 4-3-27. So the Saints at half forward. But through here comes Dicker. Taken in a really good tackle by DeAngelis. Did well not to fall in the back. I thought we were going to get a holding the ball decision a moment ago, Paul. I get nervous when the umpires start to hover, and so do the players <laughs> on the bottom of the packs as well, I reckon. Nelda, that'll be hit out number 33. Ryan, who's back on drag down off the kick. Now it's squirted off the boot of an Essendon player. That was uh, Amelia Radford. And so the Saints to take over into the final 60 seconds, just about at the third quarter here. It's going to be taken by Fogus. Back inside 50 for the Saints, but straight down the throat of Simone Nelda, who's been really good around the ground today, as she was last week. Handball off. Oh, Essendon to come out to the wing, although good pressure on the kick there. It came from Peck, and they've still got it in the pocket here, the Saints, and we'll get a ball up. And one last chance to lock it in, a ball up in the right forward pocket, about 30 out from goal. We talked about Simone Nelda um, having amazing hitouts. I think she's up to 35. This is probably number 36 then. Just a little experience. They probably should have gone wide to the other side and tried to reload instead of kicking back into the danger zone. So from the restart, Anthony with a kick towards the outer side. They needed a mark. Heil went up. They get a clearing kick through Danielle Marshall, and that might just see off that Saints attack. But uh, the lasso rules going to come into effect here. The free kick to be taken. Time really only for a kick and a mark, yep. I think. It. Staltari, she's got to go quickly. Ten seconds to go in this third term. She goes with a low driving ball inside forward 50. Marshall again to clean up the mess. Brilliant. A high kick. And that'll just about do it for three for the third term here. Umpire calls play on. They all hover around this one. We did have a little bit of uh, time, I think, for the... Julian injury? Yeah, yeah. yeah, for the Julian injury, yep. We're I'm not sure the clock should have stopped, but ticking. perhaps it did. <laughs> ticking over 20 minutes now, and uh, the Bombers, maybe they can get a chance at a goal here. Fru works its way inside forward, 50 for Eston. Fru just pushed her opponent off the footy. Might get a stoppage. No, it's a high Ooh. free kick. It's going to go the way of the Bombers. Bombers very lucky. End-to-end -end and a free kick inside forward, 50 right on the siren. And there is the siren. Now, is she going to try to dob a goal from 55 out? There's a few bomber a players angle. that would be a chance from here. I'm not sure Federica Fru. She is a goal yes. kicker, but this is probably right on her range, I reckon. I reckon she'd need everybody to potentially fall over in the goal square for this, <laughs> to, for this to hover through. But maybe off hands through for a point would be... She's going to go... I think she's going to go the talk? spiral. She's going to go the spiral. Yeah. No, that's uh, end over end. And uh, that won't register a score. So... Margin at three-quarter time here. It's uh, the Bombers in front by 13 points. 4-3-27 plays the Southern Saints 2-2-14. They've been goalless since quarter time. It's been pretty much all one-way traffic for the second and third terms. And uh, the Bombers take take a 13-point lead into three-quarter time. Not quite as much drama with that kick after the no, siren as no, last no, no. week. <laughs> but a little bit further out, of course. So just the one goal in that third quarter went the way of the Bombers. Federica Fru with her second. The goal kickers for the Don. Mia Ray Clifford with a pair, Federica Fru as well, and still just the singles for the Saints, Olivia Flanagan and Chanel 
Slater. They've scored just one point uh, behind the Saints since quarter time. Let's go down to Peter Holden on the boundary line. You may remember during that uh, last Essendon 4A uh, where they kicked a goal and one behind. During that time, one of the Saints' key players was off the ground, Ebony Nixon, who was getting a bit of attention from the physio around the hamstring area. She did come on with about a minute to go in that quarter. Thank you, Peter. Doing some great work on the boundary line in uncharted waters. He's normally up here next to me, but uh, I think people tuning in today will have a bit of a relief that they don't get to hear Peter's voice <laughs> as much on them. <laughs> He's not happy. He's not happy with me. This will be the last game I call. The Bombers, they're up on the Saints by 13 points at three-quarter time, back for a big final quarter from Trevor Barker Beach Oval in just a tick. If you're after the most comprehensive coverage on women's football across Australia, then look no further than Rookie Me Central. Formerly Draft Central, Rookie Me Central has news and reviews, podcasts, videos and much, much more on all the state leagues across the country, including the VFL Women's and NAB League Girls. Find out why everyone turns to Rookie Me Central for their women's football content. Follow Rookie Me Central on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and YouTube at Rookie Me Central. What do you listen to while you wait for the next VFLW game on Wharf Radio? Do you long for the days when radio stations played music that you knew without a barrage of ads and announcers that always want to be the main attraction? Welcome to Turn Back Time Radio, formerly GoRadio.Live. We're here 24 hours a day, every day of the year, playing the very best music from the past 70 years. Songs you know, songs you want to sing along with. You can listen at www.turnbacktime.radio or better still, by downloading the free Turn Back Time Radio app for your Apple or Android device. Turn Back Time Radio. Great music, great times. It's radio as it should be. It's Anna Mears winning gold. Hey, I'm Anna Mears. Winning gold at the Olympics was an incredible feeling. And having my biggest rival, who I'd just beaten, ride up next to me and lift my hand in victory topped off an amazing moment. We'd had our fair share of clashes over the years, but in the end, we both respected each other, and that's what really counts in sport. Be gracious in victory and in defeat. To keep your sport inclusive, safe and fair, go to playbytherules.net.au. The commentary of the game you're currently listening to is from the volunteers at Women's Australian Rules Football Radio. Founded in 2014, WARF Radio is not just here to provide a professional call the women's game deserves, but also provide important experience for those wanting a career in sports media. If you're a past or present women's footballer or coach or a media student and you'd like to give football commentary a try, visit warfradio.com and click on volunteer. That's warfradio.com and click on volunteer. On WARF Radio and on VFLW.TV as well and Essendon. At three-quarter time here over the Saints, well, they've got this game by the scruff of the neck. It is the Bombers 4-3-27, leading the Southern Saints 2-2-14. And if the Saints are going to come back and win this one, it's going to be a special victory for the girls in the red, white and black. Let's go down to Peter Holden on the boundary line. Yeah, very different with Dale Robinson to what uh, Brendan Major did at quarter time where he was a bit fire and brimstone. Dale Robinson brought everyone in close, was almost whispering when she talked about the side, said, we're going to win this game, we're going to win it on work rate. Hands on the grass, picking up the ball, being first to the contest. And interestingly, she brought up last week, she said, Essendon think they've got this one. They were in the same position last week and bottled it. So that is fresh in the minds of the Saints. Well, they were very slow uh, finishes last week. We sort of mentioned it at the time at the uh, 
the uh, midway point of that final term that the Bombers had come to a standstill. They still have a pretty good record in final quarters, 10 wins and two losses. Of course, last week was just their second final quarter that they'd lost all season. So a 13-point lead, certainly not insurmountable, Aaron, what we saw last week with the, the uh, game that featured the Bombers and the Hawks. But... Uh, the Bombers would be pretty happy with how this one has played out since quarter time. Yeah, spot on. They'd be pretty happy. One thing that is going in St Kilda's favour is that Nicole Julian, she is on the bench. She's on crutches being consoled by her teammates. So they are going to be one rotation down for this final quarter. So if Saints have got the work rate in them and can run over the top, we might see another draw. Oh, don't say that. <laughs> three, three weeks in a row. Oh, my little heart can't take it. <laughs> they, they do say things come in threes, ladies and gentlemen. So Could be might, the one. We might be set for a grandstand finish here. It'll be Nalder and Black to resume hostilities in the ruck. Black won the tap. It fell the way of Barber. She got a clearing kick up towards centre-half forward. Off hands. Ball in dispute again. Did Donato try to win possession? Nance gone again with the handball back to Barber. They flick it out the back of the contest. Nalda with a scrubby kick forward. Fell into the lap of Barber. Jolliffe sitting under it for the Southern Saints. Works its way to the back of the contest. Chani just threw Jolliffe off the football. Little handball out. Back to Chani. She got a high up and under kick inside. 450. Lang sitting under it. Just bounced in front of her. Anthony with the tap. Mia Ray Clifford with the shot. How's this going to bounce? It's going to bounce away from goal. Threw in hot pursuit of the football. Nearly one possession. Well done defensively by the Southern Saints. Threw one possession back, though. Handball inside. Jolliffe there for the Southern Saints. Got a handball back over the top to Hines, and she can relieve a little bit of pressure for the Southern yeah, Saints. Did well, the skipper, and it's a nice kick from Hines. Sliding in to take the mark. Deep in defence. It's uh, Grace Bucken out there. I think I just can't quite pick up the number on the jumper. Chip ball over the top looking for Hannah Stewart. I know who she is. She's been everywhere today. Leading disposal getter on the ground. Just got a right half back here for the Saints who, well, needless to say, they need the oh. first one here. That's a fantastic fingertip mark at the back. Taken by Chanel Slater, who kicked the first goal of the game today when all was rosy for the Saints, but just about been all Essendon since then. Good ball movement up the outer wing here for the Saints. Woodward takes the mark. Her kick will send them inside 50. Well done there by uh, Air. Good body use, couldn't quite take the mark. Ball's come to the deck. Lang dragged off it. Clever toe poke. Now a handball from uh, two Flanagan. Back to the teeth of oh. goal. Nelda's back there. Did she touch oh. it? Oh, she hasn't. Simone oh. made Nelda has made a hash of that. And the Saints do have the first goal of the opening quarter under strange circumstances. And look out, they're back in the game, the Saints. What on earth was Simone Nelda doing there? Oh, I wish. I think she wants to have that time oh. over again to be sure of that. But yeah. it's never the situation you want to be in with a bit of a helicopter <laughs> bouncer coming at you in the goal square. To be fair, Nelda's had a fantastic game she today. Has. One minor little blemish that there. That darn oblong ball. Oh, dear. <laughs> now, who designed that bloody thing? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm um, just going around the grounds to the Casey Carlton game. Paul, no, no, your Blues, no, 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 one goal, one this, seven oh, to God. Casey, seven yeah, five yeah. forty seven. That's yeah. um, just about at half time. Yeah. And the other game on our hands is, of course, Hawthorne and Darabin. Hawthorne have broken away three five twenty three to Darabin, one goal straight. Uh, closer to home here from the restart. It looks like we're going to have a, a second ball up in the middle, Barber. Wrapped up as soon as she tried to win possession. Nalda clearly won the tap there. Nance gone 
in pursuit Ooh. of Woodward. Jeez, big bump there, laid off the ball. Barber went in there again, but it's Winnie Lang winning a clearing kick up towards centre wing. Bombers do have the numbers. It may have been a holding free kick. Little handball back from Hosking was okay. Kick by Anthony, a high up and under kick. They've got to go. Ooh. Well done there by Capsalis. Plenty of bravery showed. Lang received the handball, stepped back inside to Capsalis, wrapped up by Anthony. Good tackle. Very well done defensively there. Out of side, centre wing. Southern Saints trail it by seven points. They've kicked the first goal, though, of the third term. And they're going to try and finish here with a flurry. And there's a free kick going the way of the Southern Saints. It's a high free kick, and it'll go the way of Sarah Black. Yeah, Black gave the handball to Winnie Lang, who sends the Saints towards half forward. Woodward there, dragged off it by Nan Scorn. Should have been a free kick. No whistle comes. Oh. Now Hosking run down. Maybe we'll get a whistle there for holding the ball. We will. And it's going to be a free kick to be quickly taken there by, uh, I think that's uh, McLean. Uh, now it's DeAngelis. Third time's the charm. <laughs> Darting around. Well-measured kick as well. And here is Capsalis with a kick to come from 50 metres out. She'll put it towards the hotspot for the Saints. Not going to quite uh, have the journey to get it to the hotspot. It drops dead in the pocket and the players all came in. Both uh, teams appealing for free kicks. Played a bit of stacks on there, didn't they? I'm actually really loving the way that St Kilda are moving the ball at the start of this quarter. It's almost as if they're conserving energy, playing the kick mark game and really making Essendon defend. Nelda and Black in the ruck. Black got a rare hit out towards DeAngelis who just couldn't get her boot to ball. And in the end, it's bounced out of play in the right forward pocket for the Saints. Essendon 4-3-27, lead the Southern Saints 3-2-20. Bombers by seven points, WARF Radio, and you're watching on VFLW.TV as well. So from the restart, Nelda had front spot at the contest. Hosking one possession back, was slung in a tackle as she kicked the football. Southern Saints are going to come back inside forward 50. Handball by Staltari, wrapped up immediately. Good pressure by the Bombers defenders. Ooh. Nance Gornji took her opponent high. I think it was Staltari. So... She's been in the thick of things. Late inclusion to this team. So she can pump the Southern Saints back inside. Forward 50 kick is towards a pocket. Marshall sitting under it. Did she juggle that over the line? No, oh. it's, out of, it's out of bounds on the Oof, full. That would have been another mistake. Out of bounds on the full. So the pressure on the Bombers defenders here. What can Danielle Marshall conjure up? She's in the back pocket. She's going to play it safe and go long up the line. It's a thumping kick as she always usually does. Through the target. Off hands, Jolliffe in there. Frew went back in to try to lay the tackle. Jolliffe around the body. High left foot oh. kick inside forward 50. Going back with the flight, Stewart. Now, has she got targets further afield? Danielle Marshall sitting in the hole for the Bombers. It's a low driving kick towards a hot spot. Nance Gorn getting through trouble. Almost tackled. Anthony was wrapped up by Lang. May have been oh, dropping the gee. ball. Up by set play on. And now Nance Gorn can relieve a little bit of pressure for the Bombers. There goes the captain of Essendon kicking towards the broadcast side. Capsalis here for the Saints. Looking good. Got a good shepherd there from McLean. Handball over the top to Lang. Southern Saints lifting. Floating one back inside oh. 50. What a contest oh. in from the side. Morecambe was oh poleaxed and will win a free kick for her troubles as well. A huge effort oh. by Morecambe to get across um, to that contest, but not what we really like oh. to see. Definitely uh, a concussion test coming Mork's way. Oh, she's back up on her feet. She come from a long way away as well to affect that contest. And looks like she's okay. 
Great to see that she got up again. And also courageous from Amelia Peck for Saints. She's up too. That's a piece of uh, inspirational football from the Bombers who've just been rocked in the final quarter here. Barber swatted away by Buckingham. Might have taken that mark. Oh, hospital handball there for Kearns, who's wrapped up and taken the ground by Dicker. And Dicker's been penalised. The free kick in the back. And here the Saints have it. Just a couple of kicks from home, trailing by seven points. Seven minutes gone in the final quarter here at Trevor Barker Beach Oval. Kearns pops one up to the hot spot. Saints need a mark. Almost got it. DeAngelis. Handball. All oh, black. Dropped it like oh. it was hot. And then the Falcon of all Falcons <laughs> off the head of Zanketa. That was huge. It was a Falcon that went 25 metres and then a smother on the kick. That's good defending back there. Kendra Heil for the Bombers and a ball in 40 around from the Saints goal. I reckon that might require a concussion test. <laughs> Fisio's gone out to Zanketa. I think she's okay by the looks of it. She's going to line up at this throw in. So it'll be again Nalda and Black to do battle in the ruck. Black one front spot. It flicked out the back though. Nalda with the double handed tap off the feet there of Neve. She paddled it out in front of herself. Winnie Lang's there for the Southern Saints as well. Tackle laid by Fogus. Zanketa almost uh, could have been kicking in danger there. Nalda went in there for the Bombers and found the sanctuary of the boundary line and we'll have it tossed in. Pressure building. Southern Saints trail by seven points, but they've got all the momentum up. They've got their tails up early in this final quarter. Eight minutes gone. So from the restart, Nalda won the tap. Again, ball in dispute. Good tackle laid by Doonan and we'll have it Tossed up, Woodward getting involved there as well. 45 metres out from the Southern Saints goal. Lock it inside 50, but if they're going to win, they need to impact the scoreboard. Woodward dragged off the kick. Handball come out to Heil, who's trying to get through the Kearns tackle. Won't be doing that. And Kearns has actually earned the Saints a couple of metres there. Ball up, 30 out from goal. Saints trailing by seven points, but they're coming, and they're coming hot. DeAngelis, or Focus, it was in fact with a good tackle in there. Just knocking it inside the forward 50 arc. Just working a lot harder here. The Saints, they look like they want it more. Yeah, some really great tackle pressure from the Saints forwards here. Dale Robertson would be very pleased with this effort. Nelda from the ruck had a couple of goes. Nan Scorn got it to Barber anyway she could, who then put it onto the chest of Clifford. Not the required distance. Had to play on towards the broadcast wing. Two on one in favour of the Saints. The one for the Bombers did brilliantly. It was Tierney, but her handball wasn't great. Fogus might have copped one high. Play on. Oh. Might have copped the second one high. Penalised for holding the ball. Would you believe it? She's got her head taken off. Wow. Almost got her head taken off twice, if that's possible. I think Mia Ray Clifford was even surprised that she ended up with the ball in her hands for that one because I think she knew it slipped high there too. And the co-captain with two goals. Free kick it right half back. Ooh. Oh, comes all the way back to the last line of defence. They got their wires crossed oh, there, the well Bombers. Flanagan. Can Flanagan get rid of it? She can, but the handball wasn't a great one. Clifford back in the defence for the Bombers. Has to tighten the screws, and she did. Good tackle applied there by the co-captain. A ball up, 45 out from goal from the Saints. Little bit of miscommunication there. I can see what Mia Ray Clifford was trying to do, chew some time off the clock, but make sure the defenders are all on the same page. This is exactly what we're after. First versus fourth. It's been a cracking contest. Clifford went up in the ruck this time. Again, ball in dispute here. Tackle laid. We'll have another ball up. Pretty much from the exact same spot we did it 10 seconds ago. It's barely moved the last sort of 90 seconds it has or so. It's the... the Final term has been played all in the Southern Saints front half. Marshall going up in the ruck. Nanscorn tried to shark the handball out. Only went as far as Neves. Right near the boundary line. Handball inside from Ryan. Zanketa oh. with a kick was okay. And now they can relieve some pressure. Dicker 
Can they go the other way, the Bombers? Cherney sitting under the ball. Try to work her opponent under it. They do well, the Southern States defenders. Frederica Fru is out the back here if it bounces for her. In hot pursuit of her is Hines. It's a pure one-on-one -on -one battle. Fru stepped around her opponent, got a hairball inside. Can Dicker finish her work? No, it's to the near side. That would have really hurt the Southern Saints. Margin now back out to eight points. 11 minutes gone, final term. That was great running from Dicker who kicked that behind. She was the one that actually took the mark at half back. A fantastic play. A behind for the Bombers makes the margin. Eight points. And they come short from the kick in the Southern Saints. They've got it in the right back pocket through Georgia McLean who hoists one to the outer side. Going up high there, couldn't take the mark. It was Kearns. Nan Scorn did enough to see this one out of play on the outer side between wing and left half forward for the Southern Saints who are 3-2-20, trailing Essendon 4-4-28. Nearly 12 minutes gone in the final term here at Trevor Barker Beach Oval. Marshall into the ruck for Essendon, knocking it down. Nan Scorn over it for the Bombers. Submarine her way through that contest, kick towards half forward. Doonan just lost her footing and it's opened the door here for Staltari. Kick up the middle of the ground, bouncing ball. It'll favour Eugle. Dragged off it there by Woodward. A chance here now maybe for Cormac of the Saints. She played it well, spun out of a tackle, got a handball back to McLean and now Staltari went to Eugle. Too hot for her and now Woodward inside 50 for the Saints. Oh, out the oh. back, Slater. Stephen Bradbury style. Bouncing ball. The Saints are back within two. Two points! Oh, you wouldn't believe it. The Bombers, you've got to give them points for trying, but they've just crashed into each other the last few contests. Slater kicks the easiest of goals. Game on at Trevor Barker. Oh, man. You called it brilliantly, Brent. It was uh, it was a stick from Patrick. They all went up. They all fell over. And she'd be building to that Chanel Slater. She'd been a real target for them going forward of centre. And, well... It's, it's game on now, Eric, isn't it? It certainly is. And I think it was just a comedy of errors by <laughs> Essendon in the midfield too. Chaotic. It was a little bit of ping pong when really they just needed someone to settle the ship um, and find the free there and, and, and take a mark. We've got a real good game on our hands now. We do indeed. So from the ruck contest, Peck went up. Stewart was in there for the Southern Saints. It's a two-point ball game. 13 minutes gone in the final quarter. Umpire hovering. Peter down on the boundary. What's the vibe like between both teams? Very tense at the moment. The Saints are up and about. I think they've got in their back of their mind that Essendon have never beaten them in the VFLW. There it is. And, and a very good record here at the Oval. 16-6 and six at Trevor Barker Beach Oval. And we'll have a restart again here. It'll be Peck and Nalda to do battle in the ruck. Zanketa as well hovering around the football alongside Hannah Stewart. Tackle laid. Now the Southern Saints can potentially go forward. Clearing kick. Hosking one possession of the football. She's wrapped up what immediately by DeAngelis. Really well done. Umpire will cross himself again. We'll have it tossed up. Just the attacking side of the wing for the Southern Saints. They trail by two points, but they're coming like a freight train. My word, they are. Can they get this one out of the stoppage? There's about 20 ladies over it. Essendon a chance. Hosking. Maybe a free kick. Play on to the call. DeAngelis. Forward they come again. The Saints, although a great mark at the back. Taken by the Fresh Princess of Ballarat. Right at left half back for the Bombers. It's it happening again. Air nervy. Did it well enough in the end and finds her defensive teammate in Elizabeth Hosking who takes the mark right at centre-half back. And this is what they didn't really get a chance to do last week. The Bombers in the final quarter when the Hawks were coming and that was just possess the footy and chew off some of the clock. Here's Anne Cheddar at half-back 
Did well. Ran around the St Kilda player, the Saints player. And hits up Mia Ray Clifford right in the middle of Trevor Barker Beach Oval. The captain with ball in hand and her side clinging to a two-point lead. Kick inside 50. The Saints knocked it out into the path of Dicker, who spent it before she had it. Socket forward cleverly by Frew. Oh. Doonan made a bit of a meal of it on the second attempt. Kick towards the goal mouth that was touched off the boots. And Essendon denied a goal, but they get another behind. And the margin will be three points. The Bombers 4-5-29 lead the Southern Saints 4-2-26. Just over 15 minutes gone in a frantic final term here at Trevor Barker. So Nixon wastes no time from the kick in. It's not great though. Straight down the throat of Anthony. And the Bombers can just take a little bit of time off the clock here. Anthony calling her teammates to get long inside forward 50. She'll probably want to kick to a contest. She goes long, up towards a hotspot, top of the square, clear for the target, ball fell out the back of the contest. Good tackle laid by Peck, and we'll have a stoppage. Round about 15 metres out from the Bombers' goal. They lead it by three points. They've got the field position. Nalder up in the ruck against Peck. Nalder won the tap. There's plenty of players around this one. Bucking oh, wrapped up, tackle. big tackle. And oh, the umpire's no! going to call the sling. Oh, wow. Dangerous tackle. Look, letter of the law, it may have been there. Boy, what a time to call it. Yeah, you never you never really want these ones to come down to an umpire's call, but like you yep. said, we could see it from up here. The head hit the ground, and, and yep. you've got to call those ones because we're trying to stamp it out you of the game. You do indeed. So Dicker from pretty much point-blank range. Anything could happen here, though. <laughs> Shot on goal. She's nailed that. She snuck it home. And the Bombers just bridge out now to a nine-point buffer. A little bit of breathing room now for the Bombers. I'm interested to see which players really step up and show their leadership from this Essendon side. Like I mentioned before, to just steady the ship and take some time off the clock. No need to try and attack um, anymore for this game. Likewise, let's see who steps up for St Kilda and who's ready to take the game on. We've got Woodward and Stewart starting in the middle, so it should be a hot contest. Nine-point deficit for the Saints. Three minutes to play. I just wonder how many petrol tickets have they spent getting back to within two points. Grace Sticker with her 12th goal of the season. And we're back into the middle. Nelda went early, knocked it down. Trying to get a handball clear for the Saints. Looking for DeAngelis. That was Beck Neves. Well done by DeAngelis. Had a big final quarter. The lady in the number 39. Worked that kick well. Lang just beaten by the bounce. Good win there from Heil. Protected the space. Went back and couldn't quite win the footy. Paul Sebastiani says a throw. Umpire says play on. Stuart Torps one inside 50. Saints go back to the teeth of goal. Just trying to knock it away there. Crook. Here's Kearns a chance. Couldn't quite pick it up. Might go a second time. Good pressure there from Crook. All hands to the pump back there for the Bombers. And they've got a free kick as well. And it's going to go against Nikki Cormack and a free kick for Alex Morecambe. And she's deserved that tough as nails today, Alex Morecambe. Almost poleaxed herself earlier on with that uh, running back with the flight. Comes out towards the broadcast wing oh. and a strong mark taken by <laughs> Simone Nelda. And the Bombers have it just backward of the wing and they're going like winners, the ladies in red and black. Such an important mark from Nelda there. A contested situation and now she goes long up the line. And oh. a big mark as well. Journey, I think. Gee, she's been important. A link between midfield and the forward line for the Bombers. She can suck some more time off the clock and a fitty. Oh, wow. I think it may have been Amelia Peck who was coming off the uh, she was coming off the ground and just ran through the protected zone. And that'll just about sew it up for the Bombers. Minute and a half to go. And uh, 
Jeez, that's a that's a very long 50 metre penalty. I've lost the umpire. He's gone for a long run. Jeez, I uh, wouldn't mind buying real estate off him. That's uh, I reckon that's about 60 to 65. But anywho, he's in Marby, a Bombers fan. This umpire, <laughs> he's put Tierney well and truly in range. Um, I can't see him missing this shot here. And and like we mentioned before. With only a minute left on the clock, this might be it. So, Cheney, if there's anyone who deserves a goal today, it's her, oh. and she's tugged it across the face, through for one behind. 5-6-36 plays the Southern Saints, 4-2-26. It'll be a little avail to the result, though. Guys, just quickly on the boundary line, Gabriella DeAngelis getting a little bit of attention to her left calf. The Saints, from the kick-in, go straight up the middle. It's cleared the initial pack. Elder put her head over the football. Saints to come away with it, though. Kick to the wide open spaces of the outer wing. One last chance maybe for Kearns to gather and go for a run. That's not the best kick and Crook gets back there to take a mark at left half back. And they can affect the switch here. The Bombers had a lovely kick from Crook and here's Heil. So the Bombers are going to survive. They got another last quarter scare here at Trevor Barker Beach Oval. But a free kick at the top of the goal square. Grace Dicker kicked the goal and the Bombers are home. Barber's kick down the line. It's taken by Tierney. Working one down the line looking for Frew who can give it back to Clifford if she wants to. It was an ill-direct handball and it's gone out of play. And that'll just be it. That it will in fact. Final siren sounds at Trevor Barker Beach Oval. And the Bombers hang on by the skin of their teeth. The Saints, a fantastic final term. Got themselves back within two points after a horror mistake from Simone Nelder on the goal line. But the Bombers... They bossed the last three or four minutes or so. They get another goal to help the cause, and in the end, they run out even 10-point winners. It's Essendon, 5-6-36, who defeat the Southern States, 4-2-26. Erin Mead, do you want to try and make sense of that? God, well, it was a great game that we had on our hands, and to get within two points of the, the top team in the competition is pretty awesome. So some massive positives to take out of that game for the Southern Saints. One player, actually two players I love from the Southern Saints today, Gabriella DeAngelis, um, Peter mentioned in the last quarter getting some treatment on the calf, but gee, she really stepped up as a leader in that last quarter. She was around the ball, she was that link between the midfield and the forward line, and she really showed that Southern Saints had a little bit of a spark left. And I also really loved Pia Stoltari. A late in, but I think she did really well. She racked up about 12 disposals, um, was everywhere around the ground, and really, really um, was a shining light for the Saints today. Yeah, she's actually uh, 14 disposals she ended with uh, and, and a clearance as well. One of the better players uh, for the Saints. In fact, only Hannah Stewart, Alana Woodward and Beck Neves had more of it. She's actually been a late in the last two weeks. I reckon she's probably just about earned a spot in the team, don't you think, Paul? Yeah, she had a, a really good game today as well. And I really love the, the on-ball work of um, of Hannah Stewart too. I thought she, you know, against that duo, Zanketa and Nanscorn. Nanscorn, I don't think, was as prolific as we've seen you know, in, in probably throughout the throughout the VFLW season. We've got Pete down on the bat. He's got Tay, he's got Mayor Anthony. Thanks, guys. If you can pick me up clearly, we've got Mariana Anthony, yes. 18 disposals, six tackles today. How was the pressure in the kitchen against the Saints? Oh, it was very tense all game. I think we started off, they brought the heat from the start. In the second quarter, we came and matched it. And then that last quarter there, obviously, we've definitely kept on our toes, but stayed calm and um, cool and great to finish off with a win, so... How important is it to have a hard hit out like this to get you ready for finals? So important. We've obviously done so well all season. Um, still undefeated. Last few, last game especially, that was a massive challenge and I think it's a real good kind of wake up call and get us ready for finals. So perfect timing, but I think we're doing well. So hopefully we can continue that into finals. Being in the system for a couple of years at Essendon, what has made everything gel this year? 
We've had a number of girls who've been in the system since the start and we've obviously grown a lot since our first season and I think credit to our coaches, Renan Major, he's um, taught us so much and we've just kept learning and growing each season and the team, we've got an incredible gel and so I think we just keep growing on that each season. Congratulations on the win tonight. Thank you. And you can understand why Mariana Anthony sounds so knackered. 18 disposals today for the Bombers, which was the leading disposal getter, along with actually Georgian uh, Ann Scorn and Jordan Zanketa, who all finished up with 18 disposals for the Bombers, who hold on in the end. It is a good hit out for Essendon as yep. we head towards the finals. But what do you think uh, What do you think the Saints take out of that one? It's likely that these two teams will probably play, you would think, at some point in the finals. Yeah, I think, I think just finishing their work. I mean, we saw them dominate that first term with regards to field position and, and really playing a style that they wanted to to play which was you know contest after contest locking the ball in their forward half but they just weren't able to hit it on the scoreboard and, and Essendon we saw their we saw their forwards go to work Frederica Fru, Renee Chiani, Mirai Clifford as well they're, they're the three you know I mean it's the three-headed monster which which it really is from, from an Essendon VFLW perspective that forward line doing all the damage through with two Mirai Clifford with two as well and um, you know those those three girls are going to be such an integral part to the way they move the ball going forward but from the southern from a southern Saints perspective you know I mean that a couple of outs a couple of ins as well so I think they can they can take the fact that they got very, very close to the Bombers, but probably just finishing their work, I think, is is something that they'll look to look to do. Let's go down to Peter Holden again on the boundary. Yeah, the Essendon leaders had the, the team in quite tight-knit while Mariana was uh, chatting to us, obviously talking about the season and what they've achieved, because bar a very, very heavy loss to Casey next week, Essendon have the minor premiership sewn up and will have home ground advantage in the finals. And they probably deserve that, the Bombers. They really have been the uh, the best team all year. They've had a, a bit of a softer schedule up until last week against Hawthorne. We spoke with Brendan Major about it in the final three weeks, about it being a stacked back end of the, uh, of the schedule, and he said that that's exactly what he would want, you know, with the girls, with their meat of the schedule going right into the finals. Obviously a good hit out last week against Hawthorne where they only picked up a couple of premiership points. Another good hit out today against another finalist in the Southern Saints and then they'll be at home at Windy Hill next week uh, against the Casey Demons. So a good uh, a good chance for the Bombers to really test themselves against some of the other competitors going into the finals. Potentially without now, though, we'll keep our eye on the, on the uh, Bombers' social media, but Nicole Julian, who went down with that... Uh, what did we say? Yeah, well, I, I think, think an ankle Peter, injury. Peter so said, yeah, look, calf she injury. Calf, calf, yeah, yeah, she was having her calf worked on, so it didn't look great. Um, but this could, this could very well be a finals rehearsal today. You know, you've got both teams now battle hard and coming into the, you know, to the um, to the pointy end of the season. So it's game on. I think, I mean, you know, this is probably one of the most anticipated VFLW final series we're going to have. Well, we probably have had. It's been fantastic. And this game today, I know people are going to say, oh, you know, there's only four goals kicked by the Southern Saints and five goals kicked by Essendon. But, geez, it was hotly contested, wasn't it? Just two teams going at it at 100 miles an hour. And that's that's what you want to see. Yeah, it was really exciting and we knew that there was a bit of dew on the ground first so we were going to have a little bit of a messy contest on our hands and like you mentioned, okay, only nine goals scored amongst both teams but still some really exciting passages to play. So a great game here then at Trevor Barkovich Oval, uh, another game between the Southern Saints, not St Kilda, the Southern (laughs) Saints... And I, I think you went all right today. I, don't I think did you okay. Said St. I, I, I'm at all. not too sure what the counter got up to. Maybe four or five in the call. But <laughs> what would the over under have been? Ah, uh, probably. Ten. I'd say minus four and a half. No, minus <laughs> okay. four and a half. I reckon right, we yep. hit the line. All right, that's always good to go the overs, yeah. isn't it? Um, yeah. Now I know Pete. Or Pete, have you got us down there? You've got you've got me down there. 
No, he's not. I reckon he'll yeah, be. Yeah, I got you. I've got you. He's got us. Oh, yeah. oh, I'm juggling everything. That's yeah, right. <laughs> now, you say you, I didn't give you the tip last time we came on air, mate, so I'm going to give it now. It's uh, Morfittville Race 8, number 19 today. Extreme Warrior. It's my close mate's horse. How much are you paying? It's uh, around about 4 to 1. You get $5. Uh, 4 to 1 in the old, the fractional. Uh, my close mate's horse, James Breen. Hello to James. Uh, it's favourite for the Group 1. Uh, at Morfulfield. So if he wins, the horse yep. is actually worth $10 million, So and, and, and the usual gamble responsibly. Always. Unless it's Erin's money, then throw it all on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, that's that'll be it for Erin. She won't come back on WARF Radio. Betdeluxe.com.au is the website to go to, Pete. And don't forget, everybody, we're going to be at Point Gellibrand tomorrow for a good contest between Williamstown, who are always tricky to beat at home, and Geelong as well, another team that are tracking towards the finals as Erin Mead's girls in the gold and blue look to get themselves another win as they play out their season 2022 so we'll be there peter if you can hear me i can't remember what time we're on what time are we on we are on tomorrow at 10 a.m so 10 a.m tomorrow williamstown geelong and i can confirm the games for next round in round 14 yep we're definitely doing saturday afternoon football collingwood and geelong Ooh. and remember if collingwood lose North Melbourne will be alive in their game on Sunday morning against the Southern Saints here at Trevor Barker Beach Oval, which we'll also be doing. Lovely. And the first bounce as well tomorrow will be at uh, 11 a.m. So it sounds like we're all Port Melbourne supporters hoping that they can roll Collingwood <laughs> and then we go into the last round with <laughs> some sort of suspense. Thank you very much for joining us, Erin. Game number two, seasoned veteran. Yes, lady, <laughs> captain of the call just about. I've been saying to Peter Holden, it's about time we got somebody in that actually has some football acumen and knows what they're talking about and not just us slouches. Exactly so. right. <laughs> well, thank you very much. That's, that's, thank you for having me. That's a very nice art. Uh, my head will be exploding as I leave Trevor Barker today. Paul Sebastiani, yes. good stuff, mates. Pleasure pleasure to do it with you again, Brent, and uh, I'm sure we'll be doing it all again next week, if not in a couple of weeks' time, my friend. Yeah, it's fine. It's just around the corner yep. and Peter Holden on the boundary line as well as he scales and, the steps. And what can I say? Erin has got both the voice and talent for radio. Unfortunately, I've got the face for radio. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't that the truth? A good game of football here at Trevor Barker Beach Oval. It was the Saints by 12 points at quarter time. Essendon by 7 at the half. 13 at the final turn. And in the end, it was Essendon over the Southern Saints by 10 points. And you watched it live on VFLW.TV. And you heard it live on WARF Radio 89.1 FM. For me, Brent Sternberg. We'll see you tomorrow from Point Jellybrand.